0: Aloha, dreamers! It's time to wake up once again. This is Brendan, and you're tuned in for another exciting, educational, inspirational episode of Paradigm Shift Dream Class, live on the internet, yet also recorded for those of you listening in the future. A huge shout out to you! And we got a full classroom full of uh, full of students, fellow students of the cosmos tonight. So let's get everybody to unmute their microphones and say hello to the beautiful shifters all over the world listening into this. So. Hello to all hello, you shifters. People of the oh, hello. 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 <laughs> 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 Awesome. That was awesome. Well, of course, a huge shout-out to everybody taking the time to tune into this. Of course, this is a part of the bigger project of ParadigmShiftCentral.com. That's a real-world game to help shift consciousness, and ParadigmShiftCentral.com, the website you can check out while you're listening to this. If it's new to you, explore it, connect with that, and we'll tell you more about that as we get into the broadcast. But focusing on what this class is about, this class is specifically a dream class uh, related to talking about dream exploration and talking about lucid dreaming and talking about astral projection and dream practices and all about those metaphysical topics that just help us understand more about what dreams are, how we can become more in tune with our dreams, and how we can also expand our consciousness within the waking state so that we can get more into that idea of lucid living, which is something that we can talk about more as the class unfolds. So we do have a, a huge class tonight, and uh, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to pass the, the talking stick around since this is a very free flow format. Uh, there's nothing too too specific about it. but, but I I can tell you we'll get into some practical tips, we'll get into some personal experiences, and of course reminding you guys that you guys can always be involved with these shows in the future. You can be a part of the Dream Class in the future. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna start off by passing the talking stick around the circle, and uh, we're gonna ask each of the people here why they are here. What brings them to this particular class? So that can obviously uh, open up to some uh, variety of subjective ideas and perspectives and that will help us direct the classroom and then from there we'll kind of get into some, uh, also like I said, the direction will just sort of naturally flow out of this and just reminding you for everyone involved with the class and everybody listening that these these circles, these sacred spaces are created as, as practice for us to be able to practice talking about metaphysical topics that we don't normally always get a chance to talk about in everyday normal culture. So, this is again, this is about practice. So, just keep that in mind, let loose, and have fun. So, with that said, I, I just actually want to get the uh, circle started by passing it over to uh, Thomas. And this is Thomas Pizel, and, and some of you will actually recognize his name. He's been a guest on Paradigm Shift Radio in the past. He is an author of a a book all about lucid dreaming and dream exploration. He's in the Journey to Lucidity movies, and I was actually fortunate to run into him at the Lucidity Festival that I was at this year as well. So Thomas, welcome to Dream Class. Thanks so much for, for making it in here.
1: Hey, Brendan, and hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Hey, so uh, what brings me here, um, well, you know, I've been lucid dreaming since I was really young, since I was probably eight. Um, And I'm just here to support others and to to talk about it and help um, if I can, in any way that I can.
0: Cool, awesome. And yeah, like Thomas does have a, a lot of good perspectives and ideas and tips. So I'm looking forward to just being able to see uh, how we'll be able to integrate that into the class. So um, from there, we'll, uh, we'll we'll pass the talking stick around. I'm just gonna, since we got, we literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have a full class. We have 10 people in here, give or take. Um, so I'm just gonna go from uh, from left to right on my screen. So we'll uh, pass it over to AJ next. So AJ, if you want to uh, just tell people, what, what brings you here to J- Paradigm Shift Dream class?
2: Uh, Hey, I'm AJ. Um, I've been lucid dreaming for quite some time since I was really young as well. Um, It's something that's always interested me and I like to get different perspectives. And I'm also doing a dream study with supplements now. Uh, So, you know, just want to hear everybody's feedback and maybe gain some more information.
0: Awesome, awesome, cool. Well, thanks for being here, AJ. And uh, FYI, for people listening into this, if you're looking to connect with people that you hear on the show, you'll be able to find the links for their profiles on Facebook and other things in the uh, show notes for the episode, which are through the main Paradigm Shift Central website. So that will be under the Paradigm Shift Dream class for May 17th. So uh, from there, uh, thanks again, AJ. We'll pass it over to Amelia. So Amelia, if you'd like to share with us what brings you to Dream Class.
3: Hi,
4: I'm Amelia. Um, Because there are no such thing as coincidences, I've been finding some information that kind of blew my mind a little bit, and then uh, the Lucidity documentaries came across my path, and I decided this is something I really wanted to get involved in.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Cool, okay, and thanks, Amelia, and a special shout out to uh, Amelia, because she's in Alberta, and she's Canadian, and I'm Canadian, and and Steve-O's in here, and and he's Canadian, and Jeremy's Canadian, so we got a good mix of uh, Canadians and Americans and all sorts of people all across the world. It's good, the dreamers are waking up all across the world, that's what's happening, so cool, thanks, Amelia. All right, so we'll pass it over to Ashley. So, Ashley, would you like to unmute yourself and tell us what brings you here? Sorry, uh, Ashley, check your microphone again. I, I know you just unmuted yourself. There you go, go ahead.
4: Hi, my name's Ashley. Um, I'm here because I want to learn how to expand the conscious mind, and I want to learn how to help people at a greater level and a deeper level, and I want to be able to turn my dreams and kind of be able to use that for um, creativity use in the real world and try to put, those dreams that i have in some way or some form if i can into an application in the real world so i can create media yeah thank you
0: awesome awesome i like i like that idea um that's something that i'm interested in in sort of getting more into is how we can use dreams as a as a space for generating inspiration and new ideas and and then yeah like you said kind of taking concepts related to Dreaming and bring it into real world applications. So yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about there. So cool, thanks for being here, Ashley. Good to see you again. No problem. <laughs> cool, all right, so uh, next we'll pass it over to Jeremy. So Jeremy, uh, shout out to Jeremy, he's a fellow shifter from Paradigm Shift London, Ontario, Canada. And uh, Jeremy, what, what brings you here to Dream Class?
5: Um, well, two reasons. One is that um, I you know, I love coming to these, and I'm really interested in the subject. Um, and I have been actually having a lot of lucid dreams recently, like I was saying, um, with the 5-HTP supplement that I've been taking at night. But um, also, I'm actually taking um, kind of a, an interesting course right now through my university about um, online uh, education techniques and online learning. And so I'm kind of also... Uh, doing a little bit of a double agent thing here and just kind of studying the format of online, of this type of class format, because I'm taking a class on different types of online classes. So it's kind of interesting.
0: So. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for, thanks for being here, Jeremy. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy is also an expert, or at least very well-versed in astrology. And so if anybody wants to learn it <laughs> astrology... Maybe we'll be able to. I, we'll we'll see. Does do do astrology and lucid dreaming correlate? Do we have different dreams during different times of the year because of our different suns and signs and all sorts of things? So, we'll we'll be able to explore some of that as we keep going. So, well, uh, thanks again, Jeremy, and uh, we'll pass it over to Kyle. Kyle is in here. I, uh, yeah, Kyle's good. So, Kyle, if uh, if you want to unmute your microphone, you can tell us what what brings you to Dream Class.
6: Uh, I'm here at Dream Class whole this whole deal man when, when it really just goes back to when I started getting into I uh, started tapping into all these different energies um, a long time ago when I was a child and I don't know man I started seeing you following you and then seeing all the correlations and everything that you built just uh, just clicked in my mind and I was like wow that's really crazy you know like like someone had split peace in my mind put it somewhere else, and it built, you know, something, and given me the opportunity to uh, just jump in and do the same thing, you know, like, start the same thing here in my community and being part of this paradigm shift thing, you know, on its fullest level, so here, every step.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Kyle. And uh, yeah, shout out to Kyle. He's uh, getting a paradigm shift community started where he is in in Delaware. And uh, just as a little heads up for people, uh, for those of you interested in this project, again, you know, it it functions on multiple levels. And one of the key things is we're creating physical paradigm shift communities which focus on open-minded discussion meditation circles. So this is like a digital version of the physical meetings that we have. And uh, just just again, as an invitation, the next hangout that we have on Thursday, May 19th, is an admin meeting for uh, the Paradigm Shift community. So if you're thinking about creating a Paradigm Shift community where you are, just learning more about shifting paradigms where you are, then please feel free to tune in for that hangout as well. So again, that's May 19th Paradigm Shift admin hangout. So cool, and, and Kyle, will, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting more synced up with you and, and seeing things grow where you are, and this will definitely be a good place to generate some ideas, I'm sure. So thanks for Thank being here, man. Absolutely. Awesome! Awesome. Cool. All right. So we'll uh, keep going here, and uh, we'll pass it over to Sherman. So, Sherman, you've been around in Paradise Shift Community a while, so it's good to see you again. And uh, what brings you here to Dream Class tonight? And, uh, hey everybody. Um, and just if you if you can just yell really, yeah. Oh my my, my oh, mic is. There we go. Oh, there we go. I, okay, never mind. Yes.
3: <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, hi, my name is Sherman. Uh, I guess I'd be kind of I'd, old G shifter uh, I just love the uh, shift community uh, what it represents and I myself um, am really here for um, I guess uh, more applicationary measures. I'm not so much a dreamer myself so I guess anything I can really do to get me back into the dreaming regular state would be most appreciated so that's what I guess uh, main reason why I'm here and what I hope to uh, obtain from the class.
0: Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Sherman. And uh, yeah, you know, again, what what makes this class interesting, what makes the study of dreaming interesting is that everybody's kind of at a different place, everyone's kind of in a different uh, level of, of practice and some people lucid dream by default, some people have to work really hard to be able to achieve lucid dreaming and being able to honor that I think is a exciting part of the discussion so we can share techniques and explore different methods together and ultimately this space part of the intention behind it is to help encourage each other to develop more discipline with our practices if that's something we're interested in so yeah really looking to, to to earn those lucid experiences as we step into them. So, yeah, get ready. <laughs> cool. All right, so we'll pass it over to uh, Stevo next. So, Stevo, if uh, you would like to introduce yourself and just uh, what brings you here to Dream Class?
7: Hi, I'm Stevo. Uh, what brings me here is I just want to learn more about lucid dreaming. Uh, I haven't done any myself yet. Well, maybe once. I think I was close, but
2: I think I scared myself back
7: out of it. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I just want to learn more. I I, I only uh, awoken to the whole world uh, back in 2012, and uh, I discovered your uh, your paradigm shift about two years ago. And and uh, I think I've watched about 30 percent of your videos. You got a lot of videos out there, brother. Six hundred of them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just want to hear to learn more and uh, to share, uh, wake other people up, and say hey. <laughs>
0: Awesome, awesome. Cool, well, thanks for being here, steve Really appreciate it, and I'm glad to see we got your Thank microphone you. working this time, so it's perfect. Yeah, Awesome. a lot better. Awesome, cool, all right, so uh, with that said, we'll, we got one more person here within the full circle, and then that, that'll bring us uh, back to uh, going in more directions, but we'll pass it over to Tyler next. So Tyler, welcome to the Dream Class, and, and what brings you here to Dream Class? And uh, just uh, double check your mute button. <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> that would be uh that would help out a little bit but
6: uh i'm i'm an old school dreamer growing up as a child i used to uh, you know lucid dream nightly and it would get to the point where i would my realities my dreams would be almost like a, a like a mesh of like spider web and i would have all these weird events happening to me in my dreams and i would try to switch them over to my realities and i would just kind of be back and forth in two different spots in my life and uh Growing up as a child, I'm not sure whether it be, you know, life circumstances or just my
3: personal way of living, but I've been pretty detached from it, and I'd like to find a way to connect to it.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, definitely, man, this is a good place to help get some ideas flowing, so thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Cool. All right. So, okay, guys. So, now that we've gotten through the introductions, I will just say again for anybody who's tuning into this live, please feel free to be a part of the discussion, even if you're not in the video chat, by joining the live chat on the website so within the main website you'll see the button in the bottom right that says live chat and you can launch that and if you have any questions or comment please just feel free to contribute through there as well and we'll keep an eye open in that spot so um, with that said you know like w- when it when it gets into dreams and um, FYI guys just technical wise when we're not talking we'll just uh, have our microphones muted in the background perfect that sounds awesome so, um, so again you know like if anybody is listening to this class, uh, I, I really encourage you to also go back and check out the previous classes that we have had on, on within the Dream class, which would have been May 3rd prior to this, because there was a lot of topics that we covered there. And, and we'll cover similar themes. Um, but I mean, as for as for myself, you know, like I really like to sort of, before we even get started, it's kind of like stepping back and just being like, what are dreams? And and my short answer to this, something I've said numerous times, and we'll see how quickly i can explain it this time or efficiently rather but from my understanding and my own experience the dreams that we experience every night the dream space rather is uh, I, I explain it as this it's it's closer to where we are actually from, and what I mean by that is that before we come into this physical body, we're kind of in the higher dimensions or the astral, and things are more nebulous, and thoughts create more instantaneously, and there's different laws, and physics aren't quite the same as they are within this density, and things, uh, you know, you can teleport, you can create, we can talk more about that, what are the things we can do within a lucid dream. And then, so every night when we dream, this is opening us up into our multi-dimensional Nature as 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 humans, where we have our physical body and then we have our astral body, and we experience our astral body traveling into the astral realms, which are this infinite hyperdelic connected network that's almost a that is a shared a shared space, at least from my best guess, and that's again something we'll talk about. Uh, where again, like we can learn, we can gain experience, and we can ultimately bring that experience. That experience is always kind of encoded into our spirit, into our soul but as we become more aware within our dreams, we have the ability to become more conscious of what it is that we're experiencing and learning within the dream space. So uh, dreams are a great way for us to to be reminded and to become more aware of how much our thoughts actually create within the dream space and within this reality. So the intention of this class... Is to yes build community, and it's also to encourage us to become better dreamers within the dream, within the the week the waking dream and the sleeping dream, understanding that they're still one in the same. So that's kind of my short answer as to what it is that we're we're talking about here. But uh, I'd, I'd be curious uh, again, um, just kind of passing it over to uh, what I could what we can refer to uh, Thomas he. Having written a book um, he it's safe to say that he is a, a qualified expert if we want to use that term on on, on dreams and and thomas uh, if uh, if from your perspective um, why should we be interested in in studying in, in studying dreams and dream exploration lucid dreaming what are the benefits? Can you hear me okay yeah, it sounds good <clears throat>
1: um you said it. I mean, you said, it, man, it's uh. so if we look at science, it says we have no idea what dreams are. So we start from that and we're like, Oh, so we have to know through direct experience. And that's the beauty of dreaming is uh, you can't really tell someone, Oh, these are important. You have to really experience them for yourself. Um, and you touching upon the fact that it points to a bigger picture, a bigger, a bigger story of who we really are. That we're more than just physical beings. Um, we all dream. We have access to them every single night, aware of them, just as rich and vivid as the waking world. It's not. Uh, they have a present moment just as real as this, and waking up to that is is being lucid. Um, and that's just the beginning. That's just like graduating to second grade, and you're like, oh, cool. Now we're going to learn how to, I don't know, learn our colors and learn how to interact in this world. It's just the beginning. It should, it's it's. It's us entering into that world, and it's that is a multi-layered. It gets more subtle and more subtle as we go. Um, so, big picture, it says that we are multi-dimensional beings, and then uh, we have access to them.
0: Oh, I think uh, we got a little bit of a glitch on Thomas's end. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, Thomas. <clears throat> Uh, go go ahead, Thomas. I think we in just... our
1: dreams first, I think that's like the first step, but
8: um
0: See he's coming choppy on your guy's end too, right? It's not just me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Thomas, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but yeah, you're just kind of cutting in and out. But uh, just let me know, and, and we'll be able to to get back in into that. Um, but again, you know, let's let's pass that same conversation uh, around to other people in the circle. Why why do you guys feel we should be interested in learning more about dreams? And if anybody wants to answer that first, just uh, go ahead. You guys can kind of unmute your microphone to jump in on that. So, whoever... Why should we be interested in studying
6: dreams? I'll Kyle, Kyle, go ahead. Um, I was kind of... I kind of had a, that running in my mind when he was kind of explaining that to, to us when, when he was going on at his thing um, about how we don't know what it is. I think, I think it's part of our superconsciousness consciousness awakening. Um, like you said... You know, we, our thoughts are the, our thoughts, you know, are, are the paint on the canvas of reality. So as we go into, and, and it transfers over into daydreaming as well, because when you get into a daydreaming state, you're still dreaming. It's not the same, but you'll notice how if you're daydreaming, it is a lot more lucid because you can control uh, you know, what you're doing. But it also depends on how vivid of a daydreamer that you could be and, and how far into that trance that you can get. So that's that's a different way of looking at it. But while you're in the waking reality and tapping into your ultimate super consciousness and allowing that flow of energy and, and, and as you create it, then you're, you're you're in a different plane, you're on a different level of vibration and frequency, so as you're thinking it and painting the reality, it's being more, it's, it's stuck into the reality on a greater level. You know what I mean? So I, I believe that what us were dreaming, you know, at first it's, it's a way of teaching you how, and, and guiding you, and then it, it, it evolves into um, you're building your reality for your waking state while you're in these dreams. For sure. It's a a higher level of thinking and consciousness. And so by tapping into a lucid state um, and traveling through these different worlds that are in your mind and and outside, you start to build a uh, a reality around you in your waking state.
0: For sure, man. Yeah, um, go ahead, Ashley. You wanted to respond to that?
4: Yeah, I I definitely think, you know, we dream for a reason. And I feel like, you know, sleeping, you know, it helps, like, regenerate the body and helps it, like, you know, rest. And I feel like it's, it's a time where you're reflecting in a way and you're kind of, like, settling down and actually kind of, like, delving deep within your mind. And, like, I believe that, you know, dreams have meaning to it and sometimes it's really difficult to kind of like break that down and sometimes it's a little bit easier but I feel like it's important to kind of like pay attention to them and I recommend dream journaling and trying to like break it down kind of trying to like understand okay why why do we think I'm dreaming this especially when it comes to like reoccurring dreams and things of that matter Because they're really trying to get your attention to really point out something important that you could either, you know, learn about or something you need to work on in your life to make you a better person or to bring you better opportunities. And, yeah, yeah. It's a great thing.
0: Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah, I I agree. And and even, you know, what Kyle was saying um, and just, like, this bigger idea gets really interesting of, like, what like do think does it work this way and this is a question i'm just kind of asking for the group as well if we create things within our dreams does it bleed over into this reality like is is that an actual idea and this is you know, where you can get into ideas of like healing dreams and say, you know, you have a dream with a friend where where maybe you guys like like in your dream you 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 do you literally do healing. Like you maybe you you see an old friend you haven't seen in a while and you share a conversation with them and it really allows you personally to heal and then maybe that next day that encourages you to like to literally contact them which creates like a, a synchronicity of events that occurs to you healing in the first place like sometimes dreams can sort of foreshadow events and they can also help initiate events within this reality and then it kind of works both ways where sometimes the dreams are feeding into this reality and then sometimes we're feeding into the dreams which then feed back into this this reality so it's kind of like there's, you know, there's, there's multiple creation coming from, from both angles on that. But I'll, uh, just putting, putting uh, that question out there if anybody wanted to respond to that. Do, does it work that way? If we create within our dreams, does it affect this reality?
2: I guess I'll, I'll go on this one.
8: AJ, go ahead. Um, and then Sherman. You know,
2: when it, when it comes down to the, to dreaming in itself, um, for me, it's, you know, I like how. Uh, Was put like it's a it's a personal experience and uh, there's layers to the way that dreams are for me. Um, I liked dreaming only because it was my own personal space that nobody could really mess.
0: Oh, AJ, you cut out there. Not sure what happened. His mic is usually pretty good, actually. So. all right, we'll 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 check back in with AJ in a second. Sherman, did you want to you had your hand up, up earlier? If you want to jump in if Sherman's still there. Can um, you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead.
3: Awesome. Um I do think I do think they uh affect each other only because kind of going off of the whole uh as above so below. You know, depending on how far you take the philosophy, if you will, it's kind of like, you know, if we are our own Uh, for our own creators, there we go, Um, then, you know, it's kind of almost an of course thing. You know, then, of course, we're kind of almost, maybe in a sense, creating it as we go, so one kind of requires the other for them both to work? I I don't know. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's definitely still something to explore a bit more. Um, I just wanted to check in. Does Thomas have his microphone working yet? Is Thomas there? Hey, Thomas can you, I, I see you unmuted yourself, are you there? Okay maybe, maybe not. Alright well I, I think he is, I think he's just trying to get it figured out. Thomas you might have to like join and rejoin, or exit and rejoin. Um, okay, uh, does anybody else have any any general comments uh, that they would just like to contribute again you know relate to the, the broader question of why we should be interested in dreams or why you're interested in dreams personally perhaps? <laughs> Looks like AJ just joined again. AJ, did you want to try going back to where you left? Sorry about
2: that. Go ahead. Um, Yeah. Uh, So what I was saying is that um, it was my own personal space that um, I had that I could claim my own, and when it came down to uh, really understanding and relating, that's when I started to really uh, play with dreams, and, and becoming lucid was something I've been able to do for quite some time. But on the understanding about creating inside of a dream, um, as for personal experience, uh, it does have an effect on reality. I think that's where a lot of... I I might not construct the construct around the dream itself. I'll end up in a place. Uh, But when I'm in the dream and I realize that, um, I've had dreams to where I was able to either heal or I was under spiritual attack and I had to uh, basically call out to my higher power and ask for help uh, to get rid of whatever evil entity was coming after me or doing anything. And within that space, I was able to gain strength, um, which then carried over into the natural world. Whenever I faced uh, certain adversities, I was able to use sort of that same strength that I found in the dream world. Uh, It was like a training ground. I guess that's the the best way to place it. Um, the dream doesn't hurt me, but it has me go through an experience. And I can adapt that to my regular life and say that, okay, in a dream world, this is this is my training ground for what I have to do and my reality. And so there were obstacles that I had to face and, and certain things that came along. Um, but I think that's the beauty of, of dreaming for me. It's, it's a free space uh, to go ahead and to grow, and it is multi-layered, you know, my dreams when I was younger are not the same that that I have now, the nightmares that I used to have aren't as prevalent now, so, you know, uh, that's what I like to play around with.
0: Yeah, 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 I I like what you said, there's definitely a topic of interest to me, the idea that dreams are like this training Virtual scenario, sort of thing. It's like it, it literally trains uh, dreams of like this virtual reality simulation of, of experience. Um, and, and this was something I mentioned in the past broadcasts. Of you know, like, like are they real? What is real? And and for me, I boiled it down to this idea of if you can have an experience out of something, then by my definition, that makes it real. If you can learn something from something, that is what makes it real. It's not just like the external that defines whether it's real. It, it, it's what you are capable of processing that allows it to be made real in, in in some way. And then I got into this other idea, and I'll just plant this just for for you guys to think about. But, you know, I got into this concept, and this is only something I've, I've literally started integrating into my thought process uh within the last month, and it may actually be new to some of you guys, it may even be new to Thomas actually, but it's this idea of, you know, like, okay, Let's, let's let's not assume that dreaming is an epiphenomenon of consciousness and, and these physical bodies. What if you know, what if like there are higher dimensional aspects to this reality and, and everything is very articulated at this level and the human body is more just than just an accident, it's actually like very intentionally created and what if, this is the idea if dreams, if we start thinking about dreams as something closer to just a side effect of falling asleep and actually something closer to a cosmic technology, something that has actually been Manufactured and intentionally created, so that we as humans have this ability to like still be physical and then still be capable of learning all of these multi-dimensional astral experiences every night. Then we go to sleep. So it's not. I mean, for me, like this wasn't. It, I always thought like, oh, dreams just happen. But like, what if dreams literally don't just happen? What if they intentionally happen because the 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 hyperdelic technology was created as a scenario by a higher level of, of intelligence or a higher dimensional perspective of intelligence um, if that makes sense to you I, I, I actually just uh, I'll pass it over to Thomas so Thomas have has that thought ever crossed your mind the idea of dreams being a higher dimensional technology so to speak
1: am I am I on now can you yes, see you're,
0: me? you're we're good we're good
1: oh you, you nailed it on the head so um. I, for me, when I think of why we dream, we dream to remember who we are. So we dream to remember that these this is a, a layer, who we really are is is consciousness, is this pure, boundless, limitless, radiant, clear awareness. And we come down into form, taking on these subtle bodies, denser and denser and denser until we reach a physical body. We have to be physical. I mean, there's a reason why we're physical beings. Um, you guys know in the astral a thought literally becomes your reality so you think something and it becomes it manifests very quickly uh, that doesn't it's a little slower here and I think that's good that, that this is more of like a training ground to master our thoughts to master our emotions and this is like a slow preschool to then rise back up so we dream to remember it 's just the first inkling. Of, oh yeah, I, I remember. I'm also this non-physical being. Oh, and then beyond that, it goes even further.
8: For sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely like. I, I mean, I I know there's still a, a lot more to to talk about, and um, we'll we'll just kind of bounce around uh, a a little bit more. But I'd like to be able to get into some practical some practical tips soon. Um, does anybody have any thoughts going back to the idea of dreams being a higher dimensional technology, or that slight shift of the paradigm, and and, and whether or not that makes sense to you, or because, again, for me, it makes sense within this idea of, like, how we choose to interact, you know, because literally, you can think about it, like, every night you go to sleep, you're just like, alright, I am logging into the dreamverse, to to the hypernet, and, and again, you know, within this hypernet, like it's not that much different from the internet because the internet is a reflection of what we actually are. And and within the dreamverse, this is something, you know, we'll be able to talk more about. We get into these ideas of being able to access information and being able to perceive things and being able to explore beyond long, linear time. And then we get into the ideas of like astral projection and remote viewing and, and things like that. So it's this idea of non-locality and, and dreams give us that immediate access to it. Um, but again, I just want to open up the, to anybody else who has some thoughts on uh, just you know like what this dream space is and and, and how it can be utilized you know like wh- wh- why is it there what what can we do with it really, um, does Kyle Kyle did you have did you want to say something? Yeah,
6: absolutely. Um, if it were a manufactured technology in the manner of your speaking, is uh, is that that be of extraterrestrial design then? Obviously, right. <laughs> I wouldn't be. For I mean, for I'm me- not going that far per se, yeah. but technically speaking, it would be of extraterrestrial design. And something like that for me would go hand in hand, so it makes perfect amount of sense.
0: Yeah, I mean for, for me personally, like I, I wouldn't be uh, too quick to refer to it as extraterrestrial, so to speak. I mean, higher well, dimensional. The word
6: terrestrial, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. because I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, defining something just based on whether or not it's terrestrial or extraterrestrial. Like, I, I, I think, yeah, extraterrestrial would just sort of be like, it, it is that, but, but it's, it's actually more than that because just I saying. Am, extra-
6: I am, kind of using it in, in a, in a yeah. way that of being a higher level of playing, playing your existence. Not exactly yeah. aliens e- floating around in ships. Isn't really what I'm referring
0: to. Yeah, yeah, extra dimensional. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. dimensional. Kind of like above, you know, just
0: yeah,
6: an astral plane, a version mm-hmm. of an astral plane.
0: Yeah, and then you know, again, like with the within some of the the topics of dream, uh, dream exploration. Um, and we'll, we'll ask Thomas about this later, but you actually get into this idea of there being like multiple levels to the dream world. Like, it's not literally just the physical and the astral. Like, there's physical and the astral, and then there's like the mental plane and the, the, the light plane or the spiritual plane. Different people have different names for them and, and things like that. Um, but again, you know, like, even the idea that when we're in the astral planes, that's still just like scratching the surface, so to speak. And, and then what's interesting is that. Um, again, you know, when, when we're talking about a lot of these paradigm-shifty topics, we want to be able to talk about how they can connect dots between other things. So for me, uh, it, it's, it's important to just keep in mind um, how uh, topics related to psychedelic experiences can actually help us understand more about the dream space, just in, in correlation to it being this idea that within the dream space, it's us like, opening up or accessing a, a bigger perspective of what this reality is and and you know for some people who have had particular psychedelic experiences though especially like inner journeys and everything they'll they'll be able to tell you that you know they've they've gone places they've seen things and and they're like in some ways almost like beyond the realm of just dream space so to speak so um i was actually i'll, I'll just uh, thomas I, w- I was just mentioning just before you walked away the idea of there being multiple levels to, to like, the dream dimensions and things like that, it, like, related to there being, like, ask, oh, okay, so Thomas just said to drop out, but we'll ask him when he gets back. Um, but yeah, just just passing the, the talking stick around, I mean, I know there's a, f- a few things mentioned there uh, related to, like, multiple dimensions or, or even, um, okay, I think Thomas is back. Uh, Thomas, have you, have you, are you familiar with the idea of, like, within the, explanation of what dreaming and the dream space is of there being like multiple levels like there's not just the astral there's the astral and then there's like other levels to that and and maybe does that correlate to helping us be able to understand things a little bit better in any way?
1: So. Uh, yeah so I mean in all mystical traditions it, it would begin with the source or you could call it uh, multiple names but it would from there comes or why don't we start from the very bottom, which is the physical world. This is the very densest. Above this is like uh, the astral. And it's really kind of a messy area. You're kind of like, it's a lot of our thoughts, it's a lot of our subconscious and our unconscious. Um, And that's where we're going when we're dreaming. Actually, it would be more, uh, etheric would be in between it, which is when you're sitting and you're thinking of uh, being on a beach, you're etherically, your etheric is like your double, your... most of your imagination, then astral, then your mental. Um, when you enter into a mental body, there is no time or space. There's no, there's no distance. You're, you're a simple thought uh, an intention, a concentrated focus, can get you to a different place, to a different uh, time. Um, in my experience, that's as far as I've gone. So I know it, that is still not all there is. Um, Might I
2: ask a question to Thomas? Sure,
1: go ahead AJ Yep.
2: Um, this is something that has occurred it hasn't occurred since I was younger but uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it And because you have a little bit of knowledge maybe you can help me out uh, I had on four occasions dreams that I would go to sleep I would have a full I would say nightmare like a choose your own nightmare sort of scenario and I would play out uh, a nightmare and then I would wake up from the nightmare in my bed room is still the same and I would uh, get up to go to the bathroom and I would realize that I'm still in a dream I would play out another scenario now this is another eight hours we'll just say of time in my mind that is passed and I would play out this scenario I would lay back down and I would wake up and I'm still in a dream I'm still in a dream, so it got to a point to where my, uh, I didn't know the difference sometimes between reality and dream state, or if I was going to be stuck in that state for a long time, and it scared me to go to sleep for a very long time because I didn't feel like I had control once I went into the dream state of necessarily getting out when I should have gotten out. is that a part of a multi-layer, or is that just a specific cycle within that? And all these dreams were extremely lucid at the same time. So that, I just made the question.
1: Yeah, I've had the same experience where you can't necessarily get out, but, um, and, and false awakenings where you get up and you think, oh, I'm just starting my day, and then you wake up again, and then... Right and then you wake up again. uh, um, That's a normal thing. So Um, false awakening
2: is what it is?
1: Yeah, false awakening, exactly. Um, If you're lucid though... uh,
2: Yeah, lucid. You
1: you know the beauty, what I love about dreaming is like and I think, Brendan, you touched upon this, is you're always safe. So you start with this, here we have access to this rich inner world. It's the very beginning of it and this is our playground. We, we're allowed to play here. We're allowed to be safe. Worst case scenario, you wake up. Um, and it's also the most universal experience, so all of us dream. Um, so Sherman, if you're, uh, you are you mentioned like you want to j- jump back into it, knowing that you already are dreaming, it's just whether or not you're doing so consciously or, or unconsciously. Um, just like we're all breathing right now, and whether you're doing so consciously or unconsciously. We can just put our awareness to things. So really just developing dreaming is putting your intention and attention to it. You go to sleep expecting it, getting curious, opening yourself up to it. Um, it's a very feminine, passive thing. It's not later down the road we bring our masculine like consciousness and, and will to it. But at first it's this passive. I mean, we talk about falling asleep. It's this surrender. It's this falling. It's this... Uh, Um, release so it's come back to the very square one where it's very fun and if you find yourself having a false awakening um, accept it there's always this first part before you can change anything in the waking world or in the dream world you have to accept it Um, but I would uh, yeah so that that would be a false awakening I would say
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah, and, and Thomas uh kind, kind of on that. Like do you do you have any uh logical explanation as to like how it's possible for there to be dreams within dreams within dreams and and is there ever an end to that? Like what is that what is that reflecting within the bigger picture? Can we make sense of that in using our logical mind?
1: Uh
0: I hate using logical mind.
1: <laughs> it's <the worst. laughs> Um you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, um, but I know uh, from my own direct experience how reality is multi-layered, and it's really a matter of frequency or or vibration. And I even hate those, using those words because it's more of a feeling or like a lightness. Or when we talk about entering into higher worlds, it's not even these worlds exist here and now. Um, it's a it's a matter just like you could be in a really bad mood or you could be in a really light and happy mood, you're shifting your your paradigm shifting right there. Um so a lot of these realms are based on feeling and uh, your state of consciousness if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah um and, and just just adding on to that uh the idea of like dreams within dreams within dreams. Um for me personally and, and if anybody else's anything they want to add on to this, and we'll keep bouncing around some more topics and get into some practical stuff in a minute. Um, for me, it, it's, it, it does just sort of reflect a, a common theme found throughout reality of things fitting within things fitting within things, and we can look at this and refer to it as sacred geometry and fractals and and how, you know, the, the spiral of our fingertip is the same spiral of a galaxy that adds above, so below concept. Um, so, I mean, the, the universe has a tendency to create like, you know, dimensions aren't just like a thing where it's like a vibratory level, um, you know, and it can get very woo-woo. You know, you can think of dimensions just on levels of perception. So, you know, like we have the dimension of looking at Earth, and then we have the dimension of looking at a country, and then we have the dimension of looking at a city, and the dimension of looking at a body. And then from... From inside that we have the dimension of looking at our cellular body and then inside the cellular body it gets like, you know, it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller, yet each one is not actually small, each one is infinitely complex, so um, within dreams it, it seems natural to like, if and when possible, like, it, it, it has that potential to, like, go into another dimension. Yet that doesn't mean it gets smaller. It doesn't mean it necessarily gets bigger. It just, like, keeps opening up into a, a, a new place, a new space. Um, though I don't know if new is the right word or whatever. Um, but, yeah, again, so, uh, yeah, and, and just, like, again, like, within looking at how humans work, we have a tendency to create worlds within worlds within worlds. So, like, you know, from a higher dimensional perspective, we came into this physical body, and now within this physical body, we're creating virtual reality. And then, you know, what happens? Like, do we eventually log ourselves into the matrix and then forget that we're in the matrix and then start creating virtual reality within that virtual reality? Um, Again, it's just kind of, not to really say there's an answer to that question, but it, it just does sort of reflect this idea of there being... Uh, a, a pattern that we see of dimensions within dimensions of, within dimensions um, so long story short for me it makes sense that within the dream space that's just a a, a natural thing but actually knowing that um, is interesting and I'll just plant this seed because you know when you get lucid I encourage you guys to do this because it's something I'm working towards too. consider the option of going like when become lucid and then meditate Within your lucid dream, and you actually have the potential to, from there, go in to a deeper space within your dream. And uh, even for you guys who have turned into the global meditations that we do, those are almost like guided waking dreams. And and you guys who have experienced those, you'll know that we actually do that. We'll like we'll meditate within our meditation that takes us into another level of the meditation. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's very uh, it's very interesting how how that kind of works. So um. I don't know if anybody had any particular thoughts on that, but just uh, opening it up if anybody even just has any other questions that they want to ask for the group, we can uh, just kind of steer the conversation that way uh, as well. Um, does anybody does anybody want to do that? Does anybody want to ask a question to the group related to something in particular about dreams that they might want some more insight about at this moment?
5: I was going to say about the uh, about the, the dreams within dreams thing. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense with how my, my understanding of, uh, of consciousness in general is that it's sort of a upward siphoning of energy and experience. And so I think it would make sense that any sort of experience um, is just an amalgamation of a, of, of a bunch of different smaller experiences that are... Um, or distant experiences, um, and it makes sense that any experience that we have is composed of other smaller experiences, and that those small experiences in themselves could be giant experiences as well. So um, that might not—that might—I don't know. it might make sense to me. It does. I don't know, but
8: um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's again, like, you know, like it's like—it's like, frac- it's like
5: I've been watching. It. It's like fractals, you know. It's like you zoom in on any one fractal, and you see it there. But yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's the whole another fractal um, there and eventually you zoom far enough and you get back to the original point kind of um but um i think that i really do believe in the whole theory of um of consciousness as being sort of the observer of the universe and i think that every part of this universe seeks to be um observed in some way um and so I'm not really sure what the nature of consciousness is itself like what type of technology it is I think um you know speculating on that is I think if we were to know we would probably mess it up and so we might it might kept a mystery from us on purpose um and um like if, imagine if like McDonald's got a hold of like the technological back doors to the soul we would have like McDonald's advertisements like beamed into our brains, like into our soul, into the depths of who we are all the time. <laughs> so, um, and they're probably watching this right now, as you know, you know. So, I know because this is the cutting-edge technology group right here, right? So, um, no, I, I. But I, I, I think that even to the higher-level beings, I, I imagine that dreaming is still a mystery. Um, mm. So and I, I think that maybe once you to understand would be in different state of consciousness altogether. I mean, if you could just like fall back from the screen, the universal screen of consciousness and see the machinery behind it all, I mean, that suggests that you're really somewhere else. Um, and if you have glimpses of that, that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, but yeah. And maybe some people have here had had those glimpses before. So, but uh, I guess what I was talking about was more of on the, what's on the other side of that screen, what consciousness is observing, and uh, as the universe, you know. So, each in an object, for example, there's some these atoms in this mouse want to be observed, right? They everything in the universe is like clamoring to get inside of our, our minds. I think so that's kind of, that's, that's one of, that's how I think of the function of consciousness, so it would make sense that if the whole universe is sort of being, you know, going into different states as it's being observed in different ways, that we would all experience them differently, in at the same time, because it's the universe itself that's shifting around, and uh, so it'd be like, it's almost like the weather at that point, you know, it's like, it's like someone, it's some crazy dream. It's like a nice day. Everybody sees the same day, but they have a different experience of that same day. Um, so, but everyone has a, their own day that they had. That was it's all the same, but it's all different in that sense. So, um, but
0: so cool. I like I like what you said there. The idea that consciousness like wants to be observed, or the universe wants to be observed. That's interesting. Eyes are everywhere. Cool. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay guys. Um we'll uh go or go ahead Thomas. Yep. Yeah, can I just I want to add something. I like uh, what Jeremy was saying.
1: Just from the perspective of like a mystical tradition, we want to be uh we want to access our dreams, we want to be lucid in them because uh it's from these higher I don't want to say higher. Um it's from these yeah, from these more subtle worlds that reality, the physical reality comes about. So we literally want to have access to that because this is where reality starts so what is the source where's the source of creation and it goes finer and finer to where like oh this is where our thoughts generate oh this is where our emotions generate so if you have access consciously to these higher realms you can in a sense change reality you can go to the source of it rather than affecting the the, uh, the literally the effect here so there's a causal realm there's something's happening our thoughts are occurring on a on a more on a level that's source, and we want to have access to that. So and in so have access to uh, creating reality itself. And when these things are said that they're secret, and we don't, we don't want to talk about them openly, they're not. It's not necessarily that way. It's because these are high, these are states of consciousness that are um, not accessible to everyone. So I wanted to just bring up the fact that like behind each level there's always a a guardian, there's always a threshold, there's always a, you could call it a nightmare, you could call it some sort of, you, McDonald's can't get to that place because there needs to be purity, there needs to be, um, you can't enter into those levels without a level of um, pureness and stillness, if that makes sense. Um, So for a corporation to be up there, that would be funny. does that make sense? That there's this threshold between each one. Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. For sure. I think so. that's all... the beauty of like of of changing nightmares, and like behind that dragon, behind that terrible, terrifying, potent nightmare is always a treasure. That's the whole classic story. So there's always a treasure behind it, um, and that and that dragon is not a dragon it's your power. It's your, it's actually you and it's part of you. So to reclaim it, um, to go through it, uh, with acceptance, this is what we can learn to do when we're lucid. We can face these things with poise. We can face them with confidence knowing, you know, worst case I wake up, but best case I go through it and I, uh, I heal myself and I expand my consciousness.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Um, Jeremy, did you want to reply to that? I well, got something else afterwards, but or
5: um, I, no, I I I but I really liked what you said there at the end, almost like dreaming as a, a type of battling or something like this, where it's like you know it's like you know you know what's the worst that can happen? It's like I I kind of like the adventure that you posed there with like this kind of idea of dreaming as sort of this battlefield like that where you potentially could lose something you know or like a, i i like i like what you're saying that they at the end but
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no i i agree i agree it's yeah i really like that and that actually um It gives you some idea for uh, just what we can do next, but I just want to read, uh, Amelia just left a comment in the chat, um, just uh, to what we were talking about a couple minutes ago, but she said, uh, like learning the code for a computer instead of learning how to just use the programs. So, yeah, that's kind of, a lot of people will dream, but once you start to understand the code behind the dream, you can start integrating with it, you can start interacting with it. You know, it gets, even for myself, I, I like to think of the term, like, you know, the metaphors of being, yeah, like a, a computer hacker or something like that. A computer hacker will diligently understand the program as best as they can so that they can weave themselves through through it as, fi- as effectively and as efficiently as they can and perhaps even find, like, other parts within the program that other people don't even know about, just on the surface level. Um, I just want to give uh, Amelia. Did you did you want to share any thoughts on, on that? Or did you want to expand on that at all? If you'd like to, just want to give you that option. Um, she may not be there right this second. Okay, um, she's okay. All right, cool. Thanks, Amelia. Um, okay, what what I was going to say, guys, is let's let's take the class in this direction. So. Uh, we're going to get into the practical tips, but before we get into the practical tips, I'd like to explore some of the uh, the ideas of what we can do within dreams when we become lucid, in particular. So, you know, there's there's a lot to that, and, and uh, you know, I, I could sort of list off some things off the top of my head, but I'd like to just sort of uh, pass that around to to the group as well. So, what are what what can we do within dreams? You know, what are the potentials that, that dreams create for us? What can we use that space for? If anybody wants to jump in on that, go ahead. Jack, Indigo Jack, go ahead and welcome to the Hangout Man. Your microphone's still muted, even though you have muted. I think you just got to plug something in or something. Um, let's give him a second there. But, yeah, so there's... Jack, just just let us know when you got word. working. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's there's definitely... There's a lot to what you can do in dreams and again it's it's because the dreams do not have the same quote unquote laws as this physical dimension that that we're used to. Um I'm sure Thomas can can maybe start us off. Thomas, do you want to maybe just start us off on what are some of the things we can do not like yes when we become lucid uh, within dreams in general, but yeah, I mean kind of, kind of answering that both like what can we do within dreams dot 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 when we're lucid as well.
1: Yeah, well, just from my my, my own experience, uh, at first when I got lucid, I was young. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't have a language to say to my parents what was going on. Uh, I flew around a lot. Um, I went through walls. I uh, moved things with my mind. Later, as a teenager, I would have sex with everything that was um, in my vicinity. Um, and then you graduate to something else. Like, that becomes... Uh, you know, even in Tibetan yoga, they call the astral body the desire body. So um, when you enter into the astral, it's very impulsive. You see a window and you want to immediately fly. You see uh, another person and you want to engage with them. Um, so you really have to learn how to control that. Um, so one thing we can do in our waking life is anytime you have a desire, it's to like, oh, I want to have this piece of cake, or I want to immediately just go and do do something, and you listen to it, um, the practice is to wait one hour, and uh, if you still want to do that thing in one hour, you can do it, but you really want to develop space between these desires, you want to develop, you want to choose them consciously, not just react to them, and uh, this will help your dreaming, um, but I digress. Uh After that it gets really, for me it was about healing, Uh, going into our dreams and really healing a lot of our past, our psyche, um, our fears, our limitations, our doubts. Uh, Then you can use it for creativity and inspiration. You can ask the dream itself, because everything is alive, you could ask the dream itself, show me what I need to know, or you could ask it a question because everything is permeating with the consciousness that's intimately connected to you. Asking the dream for advice uh, or asking a dream guide for advice um, is, is a beautiful thing. I, I think Ashley in the beginning said something about, or was it Ashley? It said something about um, like keeping a dream journal. I think it was, right, Ashley?
4: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: what, what we want to develop is uh, instead of, and that's great and that's a beautiful step, um, I still keep dream journals, uh, but we want to develop our awareness in the dream world so much so that we can directly ask a dream character what they represent, rather than waking up in the morning and saying, well, what was that about? When we're lucid, we can say, what do you represent? What, what do you have to tell me? What do you have to teach me? Um, take me to this place. Or We really want to learn how to engage it in real time, directly. Um, and then beyond that, it just it, it, for me it opens us up to a bigger picture of who you are. It's uh, so self-discovery and and uh, spiritual acceleration. Um. For
8: sure,
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I like um, something that you, you, you said there. Uh, Remind me of the idea that like the dream world. F- functions based on <clears throat> based on symbols. So every everything that we see has the potential to to be pointing towards something else to be representing something else and and you're right, you know, like as we become more conscious in our dreams, we actually begin to understand the language that our dreams are speaking which goes hand in hand with creating dream journals. We can you can start recognizing recurring patterns and themes and start deciphering your your own dreams in that way. Um, does anybody else want to uh, re- relate to the theme of... Uh, or who's, who had their mic over from there? Was that Ashley? Ashley, go ahead. Yep.
4: I feel as if um, what Thomas was saying is if, if we're able to ask the dream characters what's going on and what the meaning behind it is, I think it would be great, you know? I like having that mystery of kind of being able to, you know, figure it out for myself but as well as kinda like having that mix of asking the dream characters as well I like the idea of you know utilizing both you know something that teaches me to kinda problem solve and think for myself and develop my own ideas as well as you know having something delivered to me when it is needed and I think you know when you dream there's tons of times you forget what you dream and and, you know you wake up and you it it kinda slipped your mind And you're able to, you know, ask the character, and maybe you're able to have that dream stick in your mind better or um, develop in a way that's greater. So, absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. Cool. Thanks, Ashley. Um, Do we want to... So, continuing on the... theme of what what can we do within Dreams? What can we do when we are just, you know, by nature? What can we do when, when we become lucid? And then, again, this is working us towards uh, getting into the practical tips of how we can become lucid and all that fun stuff that everyone wants to do as well. Um, Indigo, you, you wanted to talk earlier. Is your microphone working? Go ahead. No, your microphone is not working right now. Which is unusual. You might just need to like rejoin. It's happened with other people, but... We'll get it working. So um yeah, based on uh, a- anybody else, what what are some of the other things that, that we can do within dreams? You know, I'll I'll just put in a couple ideas. Uh, within within dreams, like we have the potential to explore thin- uh, to explore things from a nonlinear perspective. Meaning, we can theoretically get information about quote unquote past lives. We can get information about the future that that's still ahead of us uh, within the dream space. We don't exist within this linear. Uh, aspect of time um, and again so information is, is more accessible um, so I mean that would be one thing another thing would be uh, yeah you can teleport you can literally think of a place and you can be brought to it um, I'll, I'll just share this quick experience though because like Thomas was saying you can fly within your dreams but you know this is something we'll, we'll get more into later like some of the actual specifics of, of lucid dreaming um, I, I can't. I became lucid actually earlier today uh, and it was the first lucid experience that I had had uh, in a while, but it wasn't super successful. And what I mean by this is that when I became lucid, I was like inside of a room. It was just kind of like very generic. I think it like might have been in my house. And then within the moments I was lucid, I was just like, was just like okay, good. Like I know that I'm dreaming. I'm like, and then I like took a second and I saw like the cor- the the room in front of me, and I'm like, all right, let's try floating out through the wall, like out through the ceiling. And then, like, I legitimately, like, tried doing this and tried, like, floating, but I, like, got stuck on the wall. Like, I actually couldn't get through the wall properly. Um, and, and this isn't something that's happened the first time. So it, it's interesting because, again, when we get into the details of, of Lucid Dreaming, you it, it's... it's something I mentioned in the previous broadcast, it's really about learning to, like, let go. So why am I getting stuck on the wall? It's because a part of me, even if it's, like, one molecule in my baby toe, still thinks that that wall is a physical object that I can't move through. So, again, it's, like, learning how to fly is about letting go of the thought that you will fall. And when you let go of that thought, that's what allows you to fly. When you let go of the thought that the walls are keeping you in, that's when you can transcend them. So dreaming is a lot to do with, um, yeah, like transcending mental obstacles and learning to let go. Uh, so again, that would be some of the things that we can learn how to do within our dreams, which will blend over into our real life uh, as well. Um, in Indigo, we'll, we'll pass it over to, or does somebody else have their mic open? steve is writing a note. Steve-O is drawing a beautiful tree there. <laughs> um, okay, Indigo, go go ahead and then if anybody else has a comment. Can
7: you, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, we can hear you.
7: Alright, okay. Well, something I want to say is a wisdom that a lot of people don't really understand from, from the Indigo perspective, you gotta understand that the fourth dimension is actually getting us ready to be in the fifth dimension. Whenever we're in the fifth dimension, our thoughts are going to manifest immediately. And if, if we're in the fourth dimension and we're in dream time and we're manifesting things that we don't desire, um, it's basically teaching us how to uh, work past that. A lot of times you have nightmares, which is things that you haven't dealt with. Um, but once we get ourselves to a place in the fourth dimension when we're dreaming and we can fly around, anything we want immediately manifest. There's no... You know, and and everything's being seen from the higher realms. They're watching us, like, we're their children on a certain level. And, you know, we're not going to be put into a reality before we're ready for it. So this is kind of like the testing stage to get us into that frequency.
0: That's an interesting perspective. I, I like, yeah, I like where you're going with that, though. Um, thanks, Indigo. Good to have you here again. And uh, anybody, anybody else who wants to chime in off some of the stuff we were talking about, and you know, we can get into some of the details of lucid experiences. Um, Thomas, did you want to?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say that's a good analogy from Indigo. Uh, it's like giving a key, you know, keys to a third grader, and you're like, hey, go, go drive this car. We're, the car is reality and creation itself and we're not going to take the wheel of creation until we're ready for it. So this is what is talked about with the purity and and when we're talking about foundational lucidity practices, mastering, not necessarily even mastering to, to be lucid. You could lucid dream tonight even if you're um, a mess internally. Um, but we want to develop stability over our thoughts, we want to develop stability over our emotions. Um, and lucid dreaming is a great, or dreaming in general, is a great way to uh, is a safe environment for us to interact with that and play with that and understand how our thoughts create reality.
7: Yeah, and unlike uh, on another level, if you think about it from a simplistic side of it, you know, if what if somebody gets into the fifth dimension and they're thinking about a huge elephant, you know, and the elephant just crashes on into the reality and smushes them and you know I mean it's kind of a dramatic way to say it but if somebody's not fully ready to have every thought manifest it can cause a lot more problems than even what we have now in our reality so it's it's pretty important for us to grow go into that dream time and start to work through different aspects of ourselves so.
0: mm-hmm yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely training it's definitely getting us yeah again you know becoming better dreamers within the dream i keep going back to that phrase and again you know the dream space is the when when i refer to the dream like the dream is like the holographic light matrix it's not just like you're always dreaming it's just you know multiple dimensions because it's a space where thoughts create sort of thing so um you know uh, oh man okay I, i just had like a Very interesting idea, Um, and I'll just drop here real quick, but the idea of, like, who knows, you know, maybe there are actually... Uh, other, other, other intelligences, other civilizations out there in the galaxy, and they're maybe this is just a story. Think of this as a story, and say they're actually humanoid, and they're very much like us, but they're just like more in tune with themselves. And say at night they actually have the potential to go to sleep and connect to the astral, like log into the hypernet. And within their conscious awareness, within the astral, they could actually, like, connect with us here on Earth, even though they're, like, another star system away, so to speak. So, you know, it would literally be, like, a family on another planet, and they have agriculture, and they're a farmer, and it's a husband with a wife, and then the husband's like, all right, honey, like, I'm going to go to sleep. Like, the humans on Earth, like, need some guidance. And then, you know, that's actually their role as, like, a higher dimensional being is to sort of actually... Be able to navigate the astral space and and to know that dreams can cross over, and we can actually we can actually get into the idea of shared dream space, um, which again is something we'll we'll explore more uh, within this practice, because that's actually a specific intention within this project. It's to uh, specifically meet up within uh, within the dream space as a, as a community, uh, specifically at the tree with the paradigm shift sigil above it, which is the image that you see within the promo for this episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but again, like that's just that's just a novel idea, but but for me, it's just like maybe maybe there's realness to that um uh Ashley, did you wanna did you have a comment on that or
4: I, I was just saying it, it looks like you have like a novel idea you gotta start writing though <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, there's a short story there I think of. short story, yeah. I could, totally, I could totally do that, actually. So, yeah, thanks for inspiring and <laughs> encouraging me to do that. I could, yeah. I could, And then I could post it as, like, a quest journal on the Paradigm Shift's website. Just, like, a short, ongoing story of other people interacting with human dream space and stuff like that. Um, but again, you know, like, to, to me, it, it just gets into this idea of, a, like, there's there's intelligences on multiple multiple dimensions of reality, and some intelligences their role is actually to be like guardians, so to speak, and they actually have a role within what we refer to as the astral. And then there's actually teachers within the astral, and there's uh, even what Thomas was saying. You know, there's the idea of um of of people. Uh, there's like the concept of like Morpheus, and Morpheus uh, isn't just a character within the Matrix movies, but Morpheus uh is like a, a character who was like the guardian of the threshold um i believe so and then the, there's the idea that you could actually like summon him sort of thing and and it gets into the, um some very interesting concepts of uh yeah again what we can do within dreams can we actually communicate with a uh, other forms of intelligent consciousness within our dreams, you know, some science will tell you that, like, no, everything that you're dreaming is purely just, like, you know, residual of what you experience in the day. But then you get into the spiritual side of things and the aboriginal perspective, and they'll say, like, no, like, when we dream, we can communicate with our ancestors. And they literally use the word ancestors because they understand that, like, they are them, like, they come from them. So, you know, like, step back a bit. Like, we as humans, we are not like just like something i mean we, we to two degree we're new but we are a result of something old like our roots go way 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 back and again dreaming is helping us remember it's helping us remember our multi-dimensional nature and then ultimately giving us this unique experience of integrating it into this reality to um yeah to become better manifestors to become better creators and to just live a an incredibly more fruitful dynamic life i mean when you think about it like ninety percent or eighty percent of culture is only experiencing half of the experience that they have, meaning that they're they're they are they they do not remember their dreams or they don't engage with their dreams. What happens when more people can start actually looking at dreams as a valuable source for learning and growing and experiencing? It just begins to expand things. So I mean, that's you know that's part of the paradigm shift. That's what it is that we're doing here. Um, but yeah, well, uh, let's get into a couple more uh, concepts of, of some of the things that you can do within dreams. Um, the, does anybody else want to add in thoughts? And again, you know, bring in, feel free to bring in personal experiences. You can be like, well, one time I had a crazy dream and I did this. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead.
5: Yeah, I was just wondering if anyone's ever used their dreams to um, confront a, a fear or something like this. Um, um, I mean, I think using using dreams almost like a has has anyone ever intentionally done that um or in retrospect think that they have done that and can you give a specific example of a time which you have
2: um, okay go ahead go ahead Miko.
7: oh um well for for me personally i was dealing in a I was dealing with a relationship that was toxic for me and uh all in my dream time I'm able to fly if there's any kind of situation that comes from the ground or people coming evil energies or stuff like that I'm able to just fly and like leave the area well once I got really deep into this toxic relationship I was in I lost my ability to fly and it it freaked me out like it scared me and and I had to, you know all the realizations at that point I didn't really understand why I couldn't fly anymore and it was just kind of fearful because that's you know an easy way to be an escape from bad situations and no longer have that ability so I had to really look deep into my life I had to really look and understand the darkness that goes into your astral body and how it weighs you down and how it actually affects you in the dream time so after working through that that experience taught me just so much about the different energies we're messing with and the different people we have in our lives
5: did you did you have a dream that that, that brought you to that state? Did you have was there a dream that was like the uh, the dream that kind of re brought you back into the, your lucid dreaming or your normal lucid dreaming states that you go to? Did you have uh, some sort of conflict in your dream that was the resolution, like you and like Darth Vader kind of thing, and then like del- dealt it out and you got your flying powers back? Down like that though, just kind of a more evolution was it? So, a uh, way back into the states. Was-
7: yeah, um, basically I was in a prison, and this prison was a metaphor for the relationship that I was in, and within this prison there was all these different energies and guards and all this stuff, and um, normally I'm able to fly away from situation, but I wasn't able to, so meaning that from a subconscious level, I wasn't able to get out of that relationship um, in the way that I wanted to get out of the relationship, and that prison was the metaphor for for being trapped in that. So if I was able to get out of it, which I eventually did, I climbed the fence, got away, got <laughs> out, and left. And after that, a very short time after, uh, me and my ex broke up, and uh, you know things changed like that. So yeah, it was a catalyst to actually change my physical life.
5: Amazing, cool.
7: Thanks.
0: Hmm. Cool. Um, Thomas, did you want to jump in?
1: Yeah, I just want to share a, a, a practical example. I would have uh, this recurring dream with, um, I called him the rat king. I don't know why, but he just seemed like he was the rat king. Um, and he was this guy who ran this school in the astral, and he would have all these students, and they would harm themselves. They would break their legs. They would they would rip their backs open and explode you know uh, and then heal themselves so okay. they were it was really morbid and really gross and um, he would bring me uh, only twice he brought me to the school and he would just sit there and watch me and I'm fully lucid and uh, you know this is a whole other thing to get into but I could tell he was also lucid or he there was a presence in him that was he was observing how I would react to all this um, and my reaction both times were to leave I went through the walls and then flew away. And just like that's why they call it a shadow, wherever you go, there you are. I flew to this other area, landed, turn around, there he is. Um, he's driving a car. So when we try to escape these things, uh, it's it's futile. It's like a funny uh, horror film when you run upstairs to try to escape a nightmare or this you know killer. Wherever you go, there you are. So I, I learned you couldn't escape this thing. This thing is, is part of me. Uh, and finally I resolved it. I got lucid and no, no running at this time. I just sat there. I didn't, I stood there and he came at me, got so in my face and I saw like the crystal clear, the detail of his eyes. And, uh, I breathed him in and there's just this moment of just this acceptance. Um, and I spit him out like an owl pellet and he was, um, it was all bones and I, I, I've never seen him again, but, um, as an example of just a recurring dream that uh, had to be faced, had to be accepted, and integrated into me.
5: Thank you. It sounds really
0: intense. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, kind of segues. Is somebody within the uh, live chat was actually just leaving a, a comment. Um, but you know, like that. That which I'm going to read in a second. But that is a topic in itself that. You know, some people may sort of be hesitant. Uh, again, everybody has their own relationship with dreams, um, and some people sort of may be hesitant about this idea of exploring lucid dreaming because they're just like, uh, you know, they're afraid that it may be like accessing like things that they aren't ready for, or, like opening up their their third eye to like more energies and everything. And for some people, that can be like overstimulating, uh, and and so forth. And um, I'm, I'm curious as to what anybody has any thoughts on that like are there cautions that should be put out in terms of like practicing lucid dreaming and astral projection because I mean depending on who you ask some people will tell you that lucid dreaming and astral projection is like studying like satanic stuff and and things like that you know depending on who you ask um, but we'll get into that in a second again you know just like like to help dispel any myths and everything um, in any personal experiences and perspectives but I just want to give a comment here to uh, a moment here to read a comment in the live chat and again if anybody listening to this please feel free to comment in the live chat and we'll relay your conversation into the c- class uh, Jack in the live chat says um, do you think uh, more on the physical side do you think that areas you sleep can affect the dreams you have also left brain, right brain, laying left side, right side as to compared to laying on your back on your back. From personal experience, just the other night, I was falling asleep on my back and as I was drifting into something, uh, as I was drifting, Something popped into my view, quote-unquote, extremely fast and oddly enough quite loud. But not physically, but it snapped me right out of it. Also, when I was younger and my third eye was open, I was living in a haunted house. I had recurring nightmares and would become paralyzed with fear after the dreams. Would you say that was my third eye connecting with the energy still in the house? In the house, I also believe I shut down my third eye rather drastically in that house, and haven't opened it back up to anywhere near where I was as I was younger. Um, so again, you know that that's the. Uh, there's some people who, again, you know, like related to the topic of lucid dreaming and everything like that. Like some people have had very unpleasant experiences. You get the idea of sleep paralysis. You get the idea of like old hag syndrome. You get just into the concept of like really bad nightmares. And and again, you know, the depending on what perspective you're looking at, you get into the idea of people saying, well, like careful if you're opening up your third eye, then you're opening yourself up to. Uh, interaction with other entities and, and that can be like a dangerous thing or, or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, uh, just as if anybody has any perspectives on that and, and how much, uh, you know, how much quote-unquote caution should one be taking within lucid dreaming. And again, everyone's experience is different. Some people may be totally fine with lucid dreaming, some people may have crazy shit happening to them, but ultimately my answer to this would just be there's a reason for it and there's a lesson behind it in some way or another. Um, But yeah, let's uh, pass it over to AJ and then I think uh, Indigo had something to say as well. AJ, go ahead.
2: Okay, um, so where do I start here? Um, I, you know, in my dreams from when I was younger, I mean, I was raised in, like I said, a very, very religious household, so I guess my subconscious was used to dealing with uh, i guess spiritual spiritual things in nature but uh, my dream world I, I did face a lot of nightmares and they were very lucid and um, i would like to think that my dreams were a safe place but there was a i guess a seven year period or eight year period to where my dream my dream world was not safe um i would wake up with scars i would be suffer from a lot of night terrors it, it was it was traumatic for me to fall asleep um <clears throat> so what, one of the things that I did realize uh, that caused a lot of that for myself, um, and maybe empaths will be able to pick up on what I'm about to say, uh, for me, I'm extremely sensitive to specific things and letting specific things into my spirit. Um, if I watch a lot of blood, gore, um, or maybe something that just, it, it's just overdone, uh, especially when I was younger, uh when I would go to sleep it would manifest itself and it became another reality for me. And uh so I had to deal with that in the dream state, but that dream then became a manifestation sort of like in my real life and I and I went through a, a lot of things like that. So what I did was I shut down um when I was younger reading specific books, reading specific things, just because I felt like I had to if that was something I had to cut out for myself, that's what I had to do. Um as I got older, um, there were specific things that uh, I don't want to say. I'll just say evil entities. We'll just we'll just say that, that I, I faced in dreams. And uh, like I was saying before, I had to call out um, to my higher power in a dream to help facilitate the, the situation. Um, and I basically asked for a lot of my gifts to be taken away because I didn't want to have to deal with, the drama of the dreaming for a long time and all of a sudden I didn't go through a dream state for three years and I couldn't read anybody I I didn't have the same gifts that I had and everything started coming back slowly but surely Um, I dream lucidly now uh, but I think that it's a thing to where if people do experience things to where they're having extreme difficulty um, the strongest thing and it's been said here before is really facing the fear um, for me it was really having to figure out a way in my dream state on where I stood and who I was in that. And once I found that power, uh, things sort of subsided, but I had to go through drastic measures to do that. Um, and I'm still extremely sensitive, and there's certain things that I just refuse to even go there because once those, I guess, nightmares and night terrors went away, um, I sort of caution on really trying to delve into certain areas not out of fear but just out of just like maybe I just don't need to do I'll need to go back down that path for me so that's my experience
0: thanks for sharing AJ thank Uh you very much Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, does anybody have any r- response on that? I mean, you know, let's let's take a moment here. Let's let's address again. You know, not opposed to just ignoring it. Some of the realities that we experience within dreams, like, is there this darker side to dreaming, or, you know, how how do we how do we want to approach that? And and um, yeah. And Thomas, I am curious as to what your thoughts are on this, but we'll. we'll uh, I think Kyle. Does Kyle Kyle do you have something to say?
6: Yeah. Um... Well, like I have something to say, kind of touching on, on all things that we've kind of gone through, and everyone's kind of said, all the way back to uh, interacting with the characters in dreams. I think part of interacting with with certain characters and dreams is people that we actually see and interact with here, whether we recognize them or not. Um, like you could be friends with somebody uh, who's who you don't know here but you could be friends with them on on that other side, you know. And um skipping ahead to AJ, um with all your experiences with in in this dream state and those like how you would say you would if you watched like a a lot of bloody gory stuff or whatever or saw something traumatic like that. Or if you were like there and witnessed part of it and how that would manifest as, uh, you know, an entity, that would kind of be a a projection of yourself, those fears and insecurities, um, those things that you experienced or went through manifesting themselves, but you are the one manifesting because it's something that you have to get over. It's something that, uh, you know, you as the universe, um, you know, you as the universe uh, wants to fix about itself and you. You, know, you are a tool that the universe is using and if you have these gifts if you are one of those people you know then you know it can be kind of crazy when something like that happens and you know like okay this is too much like I want it to be taken away I've had some similar experiences I couldn't say I've ever had an instance where I wanted these gifts to be removed I've had Troubles with fears of them being, you know, tampered or something like that. But it's I it, I just feel like it's an extension of you trying to fix itself. You know, it wants to it wants to heal, and by going to that level of super consciousness, you can there you can heal yourself, and and that's you know the process that that is taking place when you're doing that. Also, maybe get one of these. This is a giant point of Amethyst. Amethyst (laughs) is really good for dream world stuff. Uh, This is about the size of my fist. I sleep with it. Try and sleep with it every night. If it's not on my altar, it's on the bed. It's pretty cool. I got it from a guy named Bob Cron. I'm pretty sure he's got a website that that anyone can order crystals from. And if you're on the East Coast, he's in... Pennsylvania, I believe, Um, but everything that he sells is blessed and, you know, supercharged and everything, but this is, it's so cool, like, it's just awesome, it will help you remember your dreams, but it will also take, uh, allow you to have a lot better um, power and control over your dreams, and it can influence you to have more positive dreams. You can talk to them and program them, just like regular white quartz crystals, and, you know, it's just a fantastic little tool to have you're into those energies and things like you are, so,
0: yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks, Kyle, and uh, yeah, you're, you're right, like, that kind of opens up the potential of another question of uh, things that we can use to integrate with our dream experiences, such as tools, such as Crystals, such as binaural beats, such as yeah. different herbs and everything, and and that stuff we'll we'll definitely uh, get into more. And and yeah, just being able to, um, even going back to Jack's question, you know, uh, when he was talking in the comments about being in a haunted house and stuff. Um, this is something, um, you know, we yeah, can, we I've can explore. Got some stuff
6: on that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, like like that—that's an interesting topic again, just to explore when when kind of observing the science of dreams is like, are our dreams affected by where we fall asleep within our physical setting? And from my experience, from everybody's experience, it would seem to be yes. And and so like in the same way that some people will say they'll have a dream on a quote-unquote sacred site or a place where there's a lot of quote-unquote energy or, you know, ley lines or something, and they'll say, like, that will actually affect their dreams. Um, so, again, it's just, like, it's, it's within the bigger realms of, of, of possibilities, but uh, for me, like, I'm just for anybody else out there and stuff like that and I mentioned this on the last show uh, you know like I cleaned my room more today for me that was also uh, with the intention of helping me dream better at night by having like a clean room it like it allows me to like create more of a sacred space and more intention and turning my room into uh, you know its own like mini temple sort of thing Uh, so again just by me like putting that idea out there it's putting it out there with the idea of the universe sort of hearing it and echoing it back with the Opportunity for me to uh, delve more into into my dreams, but yeah,
6: having that Uh, clean space allows you to think, you know, a little bit more clearly. Because when you when you look around and you don't see the clutter, you wow, it's really awesome. It's 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 just clean. your mind is clear. The only thing I have to touch on, um, the haunted house part is, I have a really really in depth experience, but you know, I'm not gonna hog all this airtime junk but if you want to check it out it's actually a creepy pasta on youtube i got one of my favorite readers to uh write it well i wrote it but i got him to read it one of my favorite um what are they narrators the narrator is brimstone below and i submitted it if you want to check it out it's the stomping grounds part two that's my story part one is my buddy cameron's um I'm trying to get him involved within this whole paradigm shift community thing as well but he's having a little bit part of time you know getting on the idea but uh, yeah those are those are actually creepy pasta stories those experiences um, so if you guys want to check it out they're real world experiences um, mine's pretty intense it gets really in depth into a, a very specific part of my life that changed me you know ultimately for the better of uh, Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We're cool man yeah definitely uh, feel free to send me a link for that on the side and uh, I'll check it yeah, out no put it in, put in show notes too um, yeah so I mean uh, kind of wrapping things uh, back uh, I, I think uh, we'll let uh, Thomas did you want to jump in with some stuff we were talking about how physical setting makes a difference, we were talking about uh, nightmares we were talking about opening the third eye demonic entities and things like that how, how real is this stuff and how mindful should we be of it within our studies
1: yeah, I also it. wanted to touch
0: upon what you just said about cleaning a room, making it a sacred space. Oh, you're, you're, sorry, go ahead, keep talking, your microphone was just a little crappily. Oh, how's that? I don't know, it seemed, go ahead, I'm just going to let you talk anyways, but it was kind of...
1: Um, well, first, Kyle, your lighting is awesome, I love the lighting, it's like a music video or something, <laughs> you're like in a spot, black light, Um.
0: Cool. But Actually, just t- Thomas, just before you go any further, do, you, do can you maybe just try like unplugging your mic or plugging it back in or something? Yeah, um, will just get him to do that. How's that? Uh, no, you you guys are hearing that too, eh? It's like kind of, it's got like a lot of static to it. Yeah, it's coming
6: in pretty crackly.
0: Yeah, and it was that's fine nice. before. So,
1: how's that? Anything better? there? That's better.
0: That's better. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Um. Did you hear my comment, Kyle? You're you're Okay, you're letting... okay. okay Very cool.
6: Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's just two like,
1: wow, yeah. We might as well shoot something right here. Um, mm-hmm. But just to touch upon Brandon, what you just said about cleaning your room, making it a sacred space, it uh, it reminds me of what Aristotle said about uh, that insights available from dreams are like objects reflected in water. So he was saying when when the water's clear. Uh, the insights are easy to see, they're easy, they're easy to be reflected back but when the water is muddy, when, it's, um, when the mind is disturbed or busy uh, it's kinda hard to make sense of what your dreams are, they kinda can seem random and, and weird so what we want to do is have a very clear uh, space and a clear mind um, before sleep uh, and just to touch upon the demonic stuff because I, I was called demonic as a 14 as a year old kid uh, this woman called me demonic when she saw me reading a book called Leaving the Body. And here I was, I, I had no idea what was happening uh, in these experiences. And I was trying to to learn it and understand what was naturally occurring, and she, she called me demonic. I, I find that so bizarre still. Um, but dreams are not all peaches and cream, as as we all know. They can be scary and emotionally potent and traumatizing. So... We really the, the the it can be bad if you uh, if you're not stable if you're not um, grounded um, dreams can scare the crap out of you and sort of give you a lot of anxiety. But for me, I've never been hurt or I've always known I'm safe. Uh, it's never been an issue for uh, for me to know that. Uh, it, for me, it's a matter of identity. It's like you know, you could come up to me in the astral and and try to kill me, and I would let you slit my throat because that's not my that is not my body. Um, my identity is not that physical or that astral form. So as we get uh, higher in consciousness, we really want to uh, expand our identity. We want to expand our understanding of who we are, and that self and other uh, blurs and ultimately becomes there's one thing uh, in this universe. Um, but before that it can feel scary. So I would just recommend being stable and uh, being grounded when you're doing some dream practices and really claiming your your mind. You know, science says we have 40,000 thoughts a day, so you take that into the astral. Imagine how much crazy manifestation is going to happen. So we really want to develop a clear, still mind before doing some of these practices.
0: <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, is there anything more that we want to say within the topic of like demonic type stuff and satanic type stuff? Is it, like, can we like is is there a legitimacy to that, or or is there a way for us to sort of dispel that myth, or is that just like a matter of cultural perspective and everything? Because I know like, and this is like something that's actually been popping up in the community uh, through online stuff, where there's been like some discussion of uh, of people who are just be like be like, yeah, the whole new age thing is satanic and lucid dreaming is like, you know, like opening you up to demonic possession and don't open your third eye and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think I th- I think, I think you answered it when you just said, you know, like, before you really get into this stuff, like, clear your mind, ground yourself, sort of just, like, do, do that part too before you get um, too deep into that. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering, because again, you know, just a, sort of like a... Like as a a way, a way to keep this like safe uh, for everyone, like how much attention do we need to put towards these uh these these ideas and stuff like that? Um, I don't know if Thomas, if you had anything more to say on that, you think you already said it and stuff, but like yeah, I think just important uh when
1: we talk about like practical stuff, like how do I get lucid and what what kind of foundational practices do I need um, for me, foundational foundational is developing your. Your your mind, your thoughts, your um, stillness, uh, which is really your will, which is your strength of awareness, not your your power that you exert, but will is your ability to focus single pointedly. Um, when we we want to replicate the idea of sleeping, so when we sleep, we let our body physically fall asleep. Um, if we can get into that sort of trance state when we're awake, when we can kind of put our body to sleep, yet we remain present. The observer, that, that, uh, that witness behind it all can remain present. Now we're learning how to exit the body um, at will. So to do that, you really need to be able to focus on one thing uh, for a long period of time and relax.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and you know, like uh, if if there is like some sort of practical tip people want to sort of integrate and stuff like that, you can get into this idea of like imagining yourself surrounded in white light. And like being safe and, and everything like that, because I mean, you know, again, depending on how multidimensional you want to get at this, people will tell you, be like, be like, you are protected, you know. There, there's and and that gets into the idea of it's not even just you. There's like guides and guardians and everything like that, and and they're actually sort of helping within this process. But at the same time, don't be afraid of nightmares, because like Thomas said, like there's 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 something behind that. There is a reason for that. You know, again, somebody might have like a recurring nightmare over and over and over and over again so that they get to the point where finally they become lucid enough to like transform that nightmare and then out of that it creates like this crazy empowering experience for them that they wouldn't have been able to experience had it not been for those nightmares previously. So again, it's all it's not just about like scary and not scary good and bad when you sort of understand that it all is just lessons that allows you to kind of develop a sense of courage when you go into your dreams like d- like o- honestly like if i were to go into a dream I, I want to be able to go into it and be like, I, I openly accept whatever may come my way knowing it is for my highest good. Be it be it beautiful dream about crazy whatever stuff or crazy nightmare stuff. You know, like, I accept it. And I think when you even verbally communicate that to yourself, the dream space will... The, it, it, this is something we, we can get more into. But, but again, you know, like, it seems as if the universe is listening to the intentions that you project uh, related to your dream practices. So when you... When you start studying dreaming and start studying lucid dreaming, the universe sort of acknowledges that and it starts bringing more of these experiences into your path. Um, and, and yeah, and like writing things down in dream journal and everything like that, it's not literally just, when you write something down and journal it, it's not just you. Like the universe is actually acknowledging you doing that, I mean at least from my understanding and my, my experience. and. Um, yeah, you're 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 putting that intention out there, and, and it's echoing back, and it comes through you within your dreams. So, yeah, um, at least those are just some of my thoughts on that. But um, we'll 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 pass the we'll pass the talking stick around if anybody else had any general thoughts or comments on some of the recent stuff
4: we said. Ashley, go ahead. I actually have an interesting story, and I want to get you uh, your opinions on it. Um, I was sleeping a few weeks back, and it's weird because I felt like. I was, like, in sleep paralysis or something because I felt like I woke up and, like, I couldn't move for a little bit. And it was weird because I had this, like, I couldn't move, but I had this, like, positive feeling, like, come over my body. And it was, like, a really intense emotion. And I haven't, like, felt this emotion or this intense and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've never felt an emotion this intense. And I'm like, I was stuck there. So it was just, like, very interesting. I just happened to wake up. So it's like I am i was trying to figure out, like, what's the meaning of that? What was kind of happening there? I don't know if any of you have ever had a similar experience.
6: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
6: so s-
0: sleep paralysis. Kyle, did you want to talk about some stuff?
6: Yeah, man, I, I've had a very similar experience to that when I was living in the barracks uh, when I was in the army. It was very, very, pretty much, uh, well, that's that's where the whole flying thing started for me. Um, I was, the first time it happened, the first very feasible time that I could know it happened, I was um, studying a lot of Terrence McKenna's stuff and, um, <clears throat> I was living with my dad, first time that that happened to me, I was half awake when it was happening, so I was like, you know, kind of stuck, like, I don't know, I don't really want to say stuck in the white noise, but stuck between there and here. It, it was just really weird and, and there was a lot of cross messaging happening as if something were trying to be channeled into it. but it was just being very broken and unreadable because of whatever was happening I was, I was stuck in this paralysis and then when I came out of it I was I was you know awake and I was like what the fuck is this but do you have that very intense very intense emotion that comes over you I'm not sure what that is I think it's Maybe just shock of being paralyzed, or maybe it's... I don't know exactly, but I know what you're talking about, that emotion that's almost a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but later on, when I was living in the barracks at Fort Riley, it continued to happen. And then when I was on training missions in the field, I had a lot of really strange experiences with because uh, I think we were, I think um, well not sleep so itself mean, I mean dreams um, because we had we didn't have a lot of time to sleep when we were in the field we were pushing it all the time we, we wouldn't sleep for days and then we would you know, get a couple hours of rest or something um, one time when we were in the field and this um, it was different it wasn't like the Experience it wasn't uh, some, it was different than the reoccurring experience that happened in the barracks. It was different at this time. Um, I was sort of like, I, w- I was in the field and I woke up, but, like in planes, several planes above, directly where I was. Which goes back to does place affect how you dream and what you dream? Yes, very much so, because. Of this instance right here, bone tying everything that we've covered from this person and that person and that person, tying it all into one right now, being in in the field, having those dreams, um, similar experiences across different places, um, from Kansas to Delaware, from the barracks, being in the field. Um, But this one in particular, um, whatever that is that paralysis is, it manifested as a person Completely figmented though so I guess I don't know. It was there's an old woman, like, like an old witch woman, but she had like a purple getup and she had you know the the eye with the on it on her tall hat and she had this nice brim and it had these uh this brim was a deeper color purple than, than the top and and it had this gold lace going. It was a really cool design. She had the golden eye, and uh, just like the all-seeing eye, and then all on her, her coat kind of cloak was uh, was purple and had golden moons and stars and stuff like that. And uh, she did like something to me, just like some kind of ritualistic thing that she did to me. And then I was sitting cross-legged, and I got up. And when I got up, I was overwhelmed by that emotion. And instead of being paralyzed, I started to move. I was dancing and singing in a circle. I was just dancing in this crazy tribal fashion, and I was singing. And that's, you know, what I was doing in this dream. That's that's the only different experience I've had. But later on, I think that evolved, you know, and, like, I could fly and everything. That's... Kind of helped me get that lucidity, I guess. I don't know, maybe she was just trying to help me wake up. But when I was in the barracks, it manifested itself as a uh, a an entity that would come and embody into me around different various dreams, of pretty messed up. And it was it was just kind of crazy. It was just really weird how it worked its way through through that kind of chaos, you know, and turning it into, just learning how to control it, I guess, like it grabbing, you know, it just, I don't know if it is a separate entity or not, but it grabs a hold of you and you're paralyzed or whatever, but it's just a different part of you, making you realize that you're in control, that you you can do these things. I don't really know where the paralysis, you know, works
0: the way it does, but for me, it was a matter of control. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, the sleep paralysis thing, and even what you were saying, that sounded almost so much like the old hag syndrome, which is, again, like a common... Not not an uncommon thing that that people talk about. people will talk about that. See like an old witch at the end of their bed and something like that. So it seems to be this like recurring thing that shows up in our dreams. But again, you know, like is it there to just like be super spooky, or is it there to ha- perhaps like deliver a lesson to us in the disguise of something scary? um kind of what you're uh, alluding to. Um, I actually, uh, I actually had a, a sleep paralysis experience as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll share that in a little bit. And again, you know, like the fact that we can talk about sleep paralysis experience um, helps normalize it and helps us distill some of the fear about it. So that would be like the intention behind doing that. So we'll, we'll just give a little bit of foresight, guys. What we'll do, I know Indigo has something to say. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Indigo wants to talk a little bit about the environment setting and how that can make a difference within dreaming. Uh, we'll get more into, again, some of the practical tips, how people can interact more with their dreams. Um, I'm I'm sure Thomas will have some some tips on that as well. And then uh, we'll, we'll get close to wrapping this up uh, before midnight uh, at my time, so within the next half hour, and we'll finish with a short closing meditation with us kind of doing a visualized meditation of meeting up at the tree, similar to how we did literally the same concept of what we did last week. Um, with the idea of actually like creating this imagination, using our imagination to create a visualization a connection to this space that we're actually working on uh, making real within the dream space, so that we can gather there uh, as a collective. Then um, there's some more thoughts that I actually want to want to say address to that, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, so I'll just pass it over to Indigo and Kyle. Thanks again for for sharing, man. That's a very personal story, so thank you for sharing. So Indigo, did you want to? Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I just want to share a personal experience that gave me a lot of wisdom um, to share with you guys. I don't know if it'll directly affect you guys and or be a part of something that you can learn from, but um, I was living in this duplex, and you know, duplexes two homes that are like basically connected and they're one, but they're you know two different people living in different. You know what I'm saying? So there was two different rooms there, and one of the rooms had a full master like king-size bed and that's the the room that had the nicest bed so that's the room I prefer to sleep in and every night when I would sleep in that room my dreams would get really weird and I at that point I had you know I understood my dreams to a deep enough level that I know when there's something different something weird so I was like so I went and I slept in the other room which was you know the opposite side of the house but it was like this little tiny bed and I, I actually preferred the tiny bed because that, the dreams were so good. And then I started getting some downloads. I was asking, I was meditating, asking, why, why am I having bad dreams in this bed and stuff? Well, as it turns out, in a duplex, that, those were both the master bedrooms. And both my bed was pushed right up against the wall. And I guess the people that lived right next door, which there's only one wall dividing that, were right there sleeping too. So our auras, when they spread out, if you're right next to, yeah, they can combine, and you know you can actually pull different energies. The longer story of it is that was the beginning of me learning that I'm a dreamwalker. But you have to sometimes go through bad experiences to be able to learn maybe good abilities and stuff. So that's just a little wisdom I want to share with you. Sometimes if you guys are in cities, sometimes if you guys are, you know, be aware if there's another aura. That is right next to you, on the opposite side of the wall, or something, because it can really, it can really change your dream time dramatically.
0: Interesting. Does anybody have any, anybody want to respond to that or anything? Any thoughts on that?
6: That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, like I, I think. Or Kyle, go ahead.
6: I mean, I, I do. I'm just trying to let somebody else jump in there. You know, if if anyone else has anything to say.
8: You're okay. Go ahead.
6: Cool. Sure. Um, yeah, totally. Who you sleep next to, whether you know them or not, you know, like like your neighbor, man. There's a wall, but it doesn't matter that wall. We have energy. It you know, meshes together and creates that kind of, you know, like the, uh, the open the heart shape get a bunch of people together. That's what it would look like. That mesh. So you start to create things, and, and you're very open. You're very sensitive. They are not, maybe, more than likely. You never know. People are waking up all over the place. If they're not, you're just going to be sleeping in their bullshit. Like, like, literally, start to be using that kind of language. be sleeping in their tank. And it's not... It's not... <laughs> You know
2: what I
0: mean? Episode, but... AJ, go ahead. Or did you wanna you gotta mute yourself? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. No, it, Sorry about that.
2: Um, wasn't on that topic, but I'm about to actually um, go to sleep pretty soon. Okay. So I wanted I wanted to hit on something really quickly. Um And this is about uh, a dream sort of thing that I was doing. Uh, I've been taking, I don't know if you guys can see this, um, but basically it's a a mugwort and valerian. Yeah, mugwort and
6: valerian. uh,
2: Yeah, and gabatrol, which gaba is really good for your mind. It's good for focus. And so I was waiting on a supplement that I just got. Um, that's called Dreamleaf. So I don't know if any of you have seen it online or heard about it, but basically it's um, it's a lucid dream supplement. Um, somebody was talking about 5-HTP before, um, which this does have 5-HTP. Yeah. Um, it also it also has mugwort. It has alpha-GPC. It has hyperzine A and choline uh, and choline in it, which is and, and valerian root and hot flower, uh, hot flower and a lot of other things. So it's... um, And it's been helping me dream, not only lucidly, I was talking to Brendan not too long ago and I had told him I was in my dream when I had just got the dream leaf and you have to take a blue pill and then four hours later after you uh, are in your slumber, you wake up, you set your alarm and then you uh, take a red pill. So... I'm in the dream, and I'm like lucid dreaming. I'm with my friend Anthony in a car. We're in California somewhere. We're driving down the road, and uh, he basically, somebody calls me on the phone. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, shoot, that's right. I just remembered I got to take the red pill. So in my dream, I was conscious of uh, that I had taken the blue pill in regular life, that I was in the dream, and that I needed, I had been asleep for probably about two or three hours, and it was time for me to take the red pill and finish that dream cycle, took the red pill, and then went into another lucid dream. So these are some natural herbs that I've been taking, plus with the supplement, um, that have been really, really great for um, promoting lucid dream uh,
0: activity. Very excellent. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for sharing it, AJ. And yeah, again, you know, like in future classes, we can definitely get into more of the specifics of different different supplements are available and everything. Um, we even mentioned it in the last class, uh, You know, when it comes to supplements and stuff like that, I, I would definitely, again, everybody's kind of at their own different level of lucid dreaming. Some people lucid dream by default. Some people feel they never dream. But uh, I, before, if, if you feel like you're really eager to start dreaming, I would, for me personally, this is just my suggestion, uh, before you get into the supplements, I, I would recommend just, like, putting in the willpower to see how far you can get, and then as you start to develop uh, noticeable results within your practice, then if you choose to, you can start bringing in supplements, you can start bringing in teas and everything, so, you know, like, l- kind of even what Thomas was saying, you know, lucidity is like something you have to, it, it, there's, like, y- you really have to earn it, and, and, and it's kind of... Not to say that using supplements are cheating or anything like that, but at the very least, just don't become dependent on them. So, I mean, yes, if you want to use a supplement and it has a great effect for you, that's awesome. Now you know what that experience is like. Now try gaining it without the need of that supplement. Like The last thing you want to do is to become dependent on a supplement because that could drastically like affect your your practice in in a way that may uh, ultimately in the long run be uh, detrimental sort of thing. So I mean for me like I have have a few different things that I have access to. Um, There's like some pills that I have. There's like Syrian Rue which is something that I've used in the past but right now I'm gonna give it at least like you know maybe a week before I even touch any of those, because I want to see like how rich I can get into my dreams, and and that's relative to some personal choices that um, you know I've shifted within uh, my own lifestyle that's going to allow me to uh, gain more access into lucid dreaming and and getting into the practical side of things, we can sort of segue into that um, as well. But uh, yeah, supplements and lucid dreaming are, are super important. But before we do that though, um, I just wanted to say, AJ, uh, you're you're about to head out then, right? So I just want to Say say farewell and, and thanks for thanks for joining and thanks for being a part of the circle and to everyone everyone else. There's been a few people who who have just uh, had to quietly head out. So thank you again to everyone for for being a part of the discussion. Um, so AJ, was there any last words that you wanted to share before you headed out?
2: Nope, that was it. Thanks, guys. It was great meeting well, up with
0: you guys. All right, we'll uh, see you in the astral, dude. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Peace, brother. Um. Yeah, okay, so uh, let's get close to finishing this show up uh, again just so, you know, we can get to sleep and, and do do exactly what we're talking about here. Um, let's wrap up with uh, some practical tips. So uh, this is common reminders, and the reason why I'm just going to say them again is because maybe people are listening for the first time and they didn't hear me say this every other broadcast. Um, uh, cultivation of sexual sexual energy is something you want to be aware of. If you're a male, be aware of like how your if you're spilling your cup, you know if you're if you're having an orgasm, if you're ejaculating specifically, uh, be conscious of that. Understand that like the seminal fluid does have a direct correlation to your ability to engage with lucid dreaming and dream uh, experiences at a different degree. You may not feel that it makes much of a difference just yet, but as you get more into the practice, it will make a difference, specifically once you start getting into uh, like intentional astral projection. So be aware of energy cultivation. Stop masturbating so much. Well, you can still masturbate, just stop having orgasms so much, if that's a thing that you need to be mindful of. And you know, I think the world would change if more people were aware of that. Um, Another thing, cannabis use. Cannabis use, uh, and these are like the two biggest things for me, energy cultivation and cannabis use. Like for me, like I I work with cannabis now and then, and I know that if I use it, I'm not going to experience my dreams in the same way. Within 24 hours of not using it, I'm more likely to remember my dreams and become lucid. That's for me personally. Figure it out for yourself, but also recognize it as a chance to develop your willpower. Do you want to choose the funness of getting high within this reality, or do you want to see what's in the mystery box of what your dreams may have for you? So, again, it's kind of like proving to the universe that you're serious about this. And when the universe sees you choose that willpower, it will potentially, theoretically, respond to it. So, so yeah, sexual energy, cannabis, and uh, writing a dream journal is, like, another obvious thing. Uh, doing that and creating a mental practice of developing that mental... M- memory muscle uh, and having it close to your bed and trying not to get up really fast in the morning and just creating a habit of doing that, even if it's like one word or two words or a couple themes or ideas that link you into other concepts. So those are my three things. Let's pass it around the circle to see if anybody else has any other practical suggestions on how we can engage with our dreams and how we can theoretically become lucid as well. Um, And we'll pass it over to Thomas just because we haven't heard from him in, in a little bit. Then Kyle or Indigo and Ashley. Go ahead, Thomas.
1: I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the semen because uh, it's a it's a funny subject. But uh, in all like mystical pra- practices, we are talking about three things. We're talking about vitality, which is your your ability to hold energy, which is related to uh, sexual energy. You release it. Uh, we also lose vitality when we 're thinking constantly throughout the day it 's like having a, a, a hole in our ship and we 're just trying to get the water out. We can lose a lot of vitality throughout our day if we're not, if we 're not stable in our mind. Um, so the three things typically are our vitality, our intention, and our will and in all mystical traditions, you can call this the, the body, the soul, the spirit, the the uh, the salt, the sulfur, the mercury. Whatever you want to call it, the—I don't know what it would be in Christianity. It's, isn't there a Trinity in in that?
6: Oh man, can you repeat this? What's up? Um, you had huh? right before I got up. You said um, willpower. What else?
1: Yeah, we're talking about these three specific parts of ourselves. They're really not separate, but we uh, we want to separate them. We want to refine them and then we want to join them back into one body. So we're talking about our will, our vitality, and our intention. Yeah,
6: that's that's
1: what I was... Yeah, on a practical level, you could talk about physically. You're going to be eating right. You're going to be uh, focusing on uh, having stable minds, which sort of relates more towards your will, but not being so wrapped up in your thoughts, Uh, retaining your your seed or... um, taking care of yourself physically. So you can go from the physical body. Then you jump into the will, which is really your mind and your ability to be single-pointed in your focus. This is really the strength of your awareness. So vitality is how much energy you can hold. And will is your ability to hold it in one place. Um, So for that practice, we really need to learn how to uh, calm our minds down. And the first practice always in, in any mystical tradition is um, taking an object and looking at it. <laughs> so you look at an object for 10 minutes, and anytime your thought stream comes in, anytime you're pulled away into projections the, of the future or the past, or you're like, how long has it been? Has it been 10 minutes? You come back to this object. This object can be anything. I used to use a candle, uh, I, I used to also use this little bullet. That uh, my stepdad gave me, um, but you just simply look at it, and every time you you're pulled away, you come back to it. You got to record it. This is the practice, but you record it either with some mala beads where you uh, count how many times you're pulled away. I have a little clicker, like a like an umpire clicker that. There's also iPhone apps that you can press uh, the screen and it counts one, two, three, four, so that you do it for ten minutes and. You might, in 10 minutes, be pulled away 60 times. And then you do it the next day, and you might be pulled away 50 times. And then in a week, you do it every day. You might be pulled away 25 times, then 24, then 23. In a month, I'm telling you, you can get to zero. In 10 minutes, you'll be able to sit and look at an object. You're not thinking about the object. You're not thinking that's a candle. That's another click. That's wrong. You're just simply present. You're observing it. You're using it as an anchor. Um, you're trying to separate yourself from your mind stream and be able to identify what a thought is. Because typically we just identify with our thoughts. We think, oh, there's no stopping them. There's a witness, there's an observer behind your thoughts, and we really want to strengthen that um, and to be able to see the birth and death of thoughts. So this is the first step in doing that. Um, And then the other part of the, the Trinity is the intention. And this is the... Most fun, and it's the easiest, I think for me, but it's it's a feeling so intending going to sleep with the intention that you're curious, almost like you're writing a letter to your subconscious i want to know I want to know more about uh you i want I want to go to sleep and rather than just passing out, you go to sleep actively looking it's this intention like you're opening your heart up to it um, that's more of a feminine thing. I don't want it to be like, because if you go to bed with the intention, I want to know my dreams, and you hold that into your thought, you're going to not be able to fall asleep. So intention is this passive open, uh, how do you describe it? Does that make sense? It's not, otherwise you're going to be an insomniac if you're going to willfully.
6: Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, maybe I can help you sort of yeah. put it into perspective and the Vitality like like you said is your energy hold willpower ability to hold energy. And uh, I just went ahead and jotted in for intention. That's how you're going to use that intention. So, um by having good and positive intentions, you're gonna get you know, you're gonna probably going to be rewarded um uh, with Greater aspect to build, and that goes back and, and touches on what I was saying about how when we're dreaming and everything, dreaming will help you. It'll, it'll give you lessons, throw you in different dimensions, give you different lessons, different aspects about yourself, and then it can also, you can also literally just go to a place where you are architecturally building that building um, of where your intention lies. The lessons in the dream world, in that dream world, uh, the lessons in that dream world are are, are, I feel molding you to show you and direct you how to use the correct intention. How to, it's trying to instill or instill in you the right intention so that by the time you get to the point where you're building, you have the right intention in your mind and if it's positive and good, you know, you'll be rewarded. We're we're tools, we are tools, the universe is using to build some sort of paradise type deal I guess, I don't know, maybe.
1: Yeah, for and also remember that, you know, dreaming is so much fun. So, uh, not to take it so seriously, just to come back from like almost like a childlike perspective. You know how to sleep. Um, you're talking about being cozy in a bed with a blanket, and uh, that's your spiritual practice. So like it's so much fun. So like make come at it with this such a fun curiosity, childlike nature. That's the intention I'm talking about. So uh, intending, it's this more of a feeling than a, than a willful uh, focus. Um, those are foundational stuff, but uh, more like practical stuff, it, it, it would just, yeah, you know, waking up properly, like you were saying, Brandon. When you're, going to, when you're waking up, try not to move uh, immediately. Try to recall what you were just experiencing. Uh, Even if you can have one word, our our memory works by association. So you could have like, oh, I was in the, I was at high school. Oh, and then there was that person. Oh, and then that person was in the hallway. It works both ways through association. So if you can have one word, you can sort of piece together where you just were. Um, So you want to stay stationary. You want to keep yourself motionless and your eyes closed. Recall the dream you're just in. If you can't remember a dream in the morning, it's typically easiest to remember a dream in the position in which you had it. So try to slowly move to your to your sides, to your back, to your stomach. You can easily, more easily, recall it in the position you were having it in. So try that. Um,
0: uh, anyone want to chime in here with well, some of the I, practical stuff? Oh, sorry, Ashley. I'll just say one thing, and I'll pass it to Ashley. Um, I was just going to say, like, it's funny. I've I've, I've observed that how um, moving into the same physical space where we've had our dreams, I've noticed this for me like, actually trigger. Triggers potential memory of the dream, where you're right. Like it, <clears throat> not just within like the idea of like waking up and then slowly moving in that pos- back to the, to the position, but like waking up, going about my day, coming back later in the day, and like as I'm about to go back to sleep, and I start laying down, I suddenly get like a, like a I almost like smell or get, like, a sense of, like, the dream that I had just by being in that same spot, even though it's way later. So there seems to be some sort of correlating aspect between physical space and access to our dream memories, it seems, as well. Ashley, go ahead.
4: I think what, what might be a good idea in some situations, I thought of this now, that when I dream of someone in my life, um... If it's positive, maybe I should, you know, say hi to them, you know, if I see them or or maybe message them and, you know, catch up with them and maybe it's a sign to, you know, um see how they're doing and or if I'm dreaming of something negative, maybe it's a sign to say okay, maybe you should take a break or step back from that relationship for a while and then like reapproach it at a later point or You know, check in on that person to see how they are and see if something bad happened. Or,
6: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a good point too. Thomas, go ahead.
1: Yeah, just to add, uh, in in Aborigine um, cultures, I think it was the oh god, I'm blanking. But if you had a negative dream about someone, it was your responsibility and theirs to uh, heal it. So if I had a negative dream about about you, it would be both of our responsibility in the morning when we shared them to resolve this issue. Um, so they didn't think, you know, dreams were these separate experiences happening only in our mind, but they took place in a shared, uh, collective space. So if you have a negative dream on about someone, yeah, maybe reach out to them, uh, see how they're doing. But it's um, there's some healing there, and I just wanted to touch upon this because we talked about it earlier. Everything is working for your. Evolution, everything's working for your uh, awakening. So you're going up this mountain, and sometimes you need uh, someone pulling you and coaching you and saying, "Hey, come on, come up this way. It's okay. One last step, you got this." But then you need someone who's also pushing you and is like, "Nope, nope, you fell asleep. Wake up, nope." So any relationship or circumstance or uh, dream, anything, if it's negative, it's trying to wake you up. If it's positive, it's it's. Everything is working in your favor towards your uh expansion and your evolution, so if someone shows up in your reality it's a blessing it has a it has a lesson involved in it, so treat those nightmares with uh with respect they are they're they're trying to do the same thing as your guides they're just doing it in a kind of a more aggressive
8: way yeah yeah
0: that's um that's a good point, and that's almost like getting close to wrapping up the uh, the the main discussion of the episode. There, I, I like I like what you said there, though. Like everything is happening for for your awakening. <laughs> I definitely I definitely feel that. So, like, I mean, making that small shift in the paradigm just allows us to sort of like step back and see any occurrence of just like, oh, why me? Why me? Of just like, why this? In, in the sense of like, why am I receiving this? You know, like what what is the lesson behind this? Um, I was just going to share uh, literally just because this is like a dream that I had this morning when we were like talking about like lessons and stuff. And it was funny because within this dream, uh, there was like a very literal lesson and it was a very simple dream. It was very, not super like fantastical, but like in it, I was like at a playground and there was a bunch of us playing basketball and then there was like another player who was there, but then he like got his feelings hurt. I'm explaining to explain this very vaguely. But he got his feelings hurt and then he like left or something. And then the coach who was like coaching us and I was like sitting down with all the players. So I mean you can sort of see some sort of symbolism here, like playing a game and there's a coach and we're players. And then the coach is just like just like, okay, now like what did we learn here today? And like people were answering. And then I was just like I had to put my hand up and and I'm just like I know like like I'm like it's important for us as players of the game to be empathetic for the other players even when they're not on our team and then like and like that was literally what I said and so it was interesting It it's just like within the logic of the dream that made sense yet for me to wake up and think about that I'm just like okay yeah like let's think about that like let's have empathy for each other because everybody is experiencing their own perspective within the game and, and when we might be having fun somebody else might be having a miserable time and it's not our place to judge them but rather To have empathy for them, so yeah, to be able to to, to verbally have that come up within my dream is very interesting. And again, it goes back to this idea that sometimes dreams will be like incredibly magical and and you know like a never ending story kind of thing. Sometimes they'll be very mundane. Yet there's a reason for that, and there's there's a there's something behind the the symbols. And so I mean, every dream, every dream, I mean. Well, I mean, I guess that's a question, though. Like, does every dream have, like, a potent message in it? Not necessarily, maybe. Some dreams, as we can observe, may be incredibly mundane, you know, when people have dreams of just, like, being at work sort of thing. But again, like, the lesson in that, I feel, uh, depending on the individual, is, like, potentially just showing them that, like, hey, like, your waking life is like you, where your focus is on your waking life is bleeding over into your dream life. So if you stop working so much, you're gonna start seeing uh, uh, the the side effects occur within within your dream space, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's more thoughts on that, but those are just a couple things I just wanted to mention. I don't know if anybody or Thomas, did you want to reply to that or?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to emphasize that dreaming is such a luxury. Like mm-hmm. when you are when you are trying to survive and pay your bills and make and eat food, and uh, you don't really have, you don't really give a shit about your dreams or, or uh, evolving your consciousness. Like, so I just want to emphasize that if you're even listening to this, or if you're engaging in these practices, how lucky you are, and how uh, grateful, and you should just feel like you are, you should see other people and help them find this freedom. Uh, it's such a luxury and we can't take we we can't take that for granted so um yeah only being a you know an alchemist where pe- negative things come at you and you can absorb them because you're you're big enough that they don't hurt your identity and you just put it back as as good things just like a plant takes in co2 and gives out oxygen you are just transmuting this negative energy into other more positive things so be a be a beacon for that
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, dream alchemists. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, okay, let's, let's get close into some of the, the final points. Uh, if there are any other practical tips that anybody else wants to share, I mean, there's a couple I can think of, but um, we'll just pass it around, or unless there's other points that people want to mention, and then we'll wrap up pretty soon. Indigo, go ahead.
7: Um, I had an experience with an ex that was having nightmares all the time, and I was doing some dream walking into her dreams. And what I was actually able to visually see was from her chakra system, there was like this black energy flowing out of all of her chakras. And then there was all these entities that were kind of following that. And so it it was able to give me like a really good perspective in the waking life to try to help her with her aura, to try to help her with some of those blocked chakras that are you know all that darkness. It's it's like the density of the things that haven't been dealt with. You know in your in your in your physical life, and that's how those you get those blockages over time. So as we worked through a lot of these uh, issues she was having in her chakra system and in her in her aura, um, all of a sudden in her dream time, you know it was getting better and better and better, and then it came to a point where I walked into one of her dreams and I was watching her and. There was almost no astral debris following behind her. You know what I'm saying? So in our dreams, it's still um, an aspect of our energies. And we do attract in our dreams situations or things or traumas that we have in our lives to work through to be aware that if you're having nightmares, you're having bad um, experiences, that this is just something to help you work through. It's almost like uh, there's a bully on the playground and, you know, you're getting beat up by this bully, you're, you're scared of him, you're scared of him, you don't, you know, you get beat up every day. And then you have a dream one night and all of a sudden in that dream, you kick the bully's butt. And the next day, you go back to school and you're not, you're not scared of the bully no more. And just that interchange of not being scared of the bully anymore actually stops the bully from picking on the child. So. That's
0: a good point. Yeah. A, and again, you know, it goes back to this idea of, of of how dreams impact this reality and how this reality impacts the dreams. You know, they're there's a symbiotic relationship um, there as well, and and when we become more conscious of our dreams, we can we can allow ourselves to sort of um, use the dream space to conquer our fears. You know, like literally, someone could conquer a fear of heights within their dream. Someone could conquer. A fear of water within a dream, you know, very very practical things. Someone could conquer their fear of like wild animals or something by having a dream where they hang out with a bear and hug it or something like that. You know, these is just very very um sort of trivial uh, ideas, but but again, they're they're actually quite real and and yeah, there's uh, again, I we well, can get into this on another broadcast, but the the healing potential that dreams have, remembering that 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 they are a space for healing as well, and yeah. I, I know there's a lot more to talk about that. Um, Okay, so uh, again, any any other practical tips that anybody else wants to uh, share related to just how to interact with our dreams? Um, Okay, uh, Thomas, go ahead, and then I'll share a quick one.
1: I was just going to share the classic wake-back-to-bed technique of uh, highlighting the last early morning hour REM cycle. Those dreams in the early morning hours are the longest and the most vivid we really want to target those. Those are the we don't really care about dreams in the early night time because they're short. They last five minutes, then ten minutes, then twenty minutes. The last dream is about fifty minutes long, and it's right before we wake up. So, a wake back to bed technique sort of hacks your sleep, and you uh, go to sleep for six hours, and then you wake up um, for about fifteen minutes. And in that time, you could read a book on lucid dreaming. You could sit and uh, activate your intention of the next place I'll be will be a dream. So you basically just woke up just before your last REM cycle. And now you're going to go back to sleep with the intention I'm going to become lucid. I'll recognize the dream. And even having an idea of what you might want to do when you're lucid, you fall asleep and you're jumping right into a big pool of dreams. Um, So, with that strong intention. you can very easily get lucid, so that's just a classic technique to to utilize.
0: For sure, yeah, and that was actually um, I was I was gonna mention the wake back to bed uh, in some degree <clears throat> as well, and and yeah, like even like when you wake up, like go stretch, do a bit of yoga, get some fresh air, but don't don't eat anything necessarily, you know, like keep that empty stomach and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like it's. That, that, that is definitely a way that. <clears throat> for me, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to set my alarm for like 5 a.m. So like I'll just get a regular sleep, you know, and then between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., like that will be like my intentional lucid dreaming. And even like meditating for like 10 minutes before you go back into sleep can can also, uh, again, you know, Thomas was really emphasizing this and we didn't get too into it, but it is really important. The the practical practice of being able to focus on one thing at one time as a mindfulness meditation Practice and then understanding that within dreams that relays over because like within a dream if you become lucid It allows you to like remain calmness and focus within that present moment instead of being like oh my god I'm lucid this is so exciting and then you just End up dissolving back into the dream or you wake yourself up potentially the being able to focus on one thing at one time It it helps you focus that laser uh, laser that focus um Which there's more to that and and we'll definitely get into it as a practical tip this is something, and and I'm curious if Thomas has actually ever heard of of this technique, because uh, it's something that I don't I've never read anywhere. Actually, there's two techniques that I can suggest, but here's the first one, and it's just like one that I just like naturally do. Um, when we're when we're sleeping, uh, when I sleep, I have a dresser at the end of my bed, so when I sleep, I have the option of like putting my feet on the dresser, like not on the dresser, but like against the dresser, so that my feet are like flat against the side of my dresser. This could be a wall at the end of your bed. And then when I'm dreaming, what I actually do is that I actually sort of convince my mind, using my imagination, that my feet are actually on the ground. So my feet aren't against the dresser, but I'm actually like vertical. So I'm not lying horizontal, but I'm feeling the dresser as ground underneath my feet. And then for me, this actually does give a a potential like segue into like more awareness within the dream as I'm falling asleep and as I'm potentially trying to in uh, have a waking induced uh, lucid dream wild uh, would be the term for that um, so yeah that's something that you guys could try play around with try putting your feet against a flat surface near the edge of your bed and imagine yourself standing vertical uh, as you're falling asleep and play around with that because I've never read that anywhere but um, I don't know Thomas have you ever have you, have you ever heard anything similar to that or
1: no but that's like using that's like turning ordinary reality into you're shifting your, your perspective, which is just like a mind,
0: it, it's an interesting technique. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's like it's like being in space, you know, like if we're like sitting there and we're sitting down, then someone comes in and they're floating horizontal, from their perspective, we're actually flipped upside down. And so again, it's all a matter of perspective. There's a scene in Ender's game where that exact same thing happens, which is really funny. Um, yeah, so, okay, so that would be one technique. Another, another technique that I have, and... Um, this is a this is this is an interesting one. So um, what you can do uh, is is put your put your hand somewhere on your body, maybe on your chest, on your leg, or on your arm. And what you're going to do, you're going to take one digit of your finger, so your your just your index finger, and you're just going to tap. You're going to tap your 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 body lightly. So, like, it's not going to be, like, enough movement that it will actually keep you awake, but literally just, like, if you're in the video, for those of you listening, but, yeah, I'm just, like, literally just, like, with the tip of my finger, just lifting it up and putting it down, kind of like playing a single key on a piano. And you're just repeating this. You're literally repeating this, and you're using this as a point of focus. So you keep tapping this, and you keep tapping this, and this is actually trying to work towards the idea of a wake-induced lucid dream. And then what you're actually going to do is you're going to tap, and you're going to do it maybe to, like, a count of, like, 30 or a count of 20 and then when you do that what you're actually going to do is you're going to take your hand and you're going to plug your nose and you're going to try breathing in and out now obviously when you're awake you won't be able to breathe, you will just like okay I'm still awake but this is the idea is because eventually what you're going to, theoretically this is the potential of it and I've still yet to fully get to this point but I have the potential to soon uh, is like you'll be tapping, you'll be tapping, you'll be tapping and then you'll plug your nose and you'll go to breathe and you'll still be able to breathe and the reason is is because you're actually dreaming at that point and then from there that actually becomes like your, your trigger into the idea of, like, okay, now I know that I'm dreaming. And so, again, that's kind of a wake-induced lucid dreaming method there. Um, uh, does that make sense? And, and, Thomas, maybe have you have you heard something similar, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's called the filed, the finger-induced lucid
0: dream. Yeah, something like that, yeah.
1: Um, but you, do you see how uh, keeping focus on one thing is how important that could be? So putting your awareness on your finger, I mean, you might be able to stay there for a minute, two minutes and then you fall into unconsciousness. So we really want to develop and strengthen our awareness and our ability to focus on something. Mm -hmm. So to emphasize that even further, a really great technique is to play with twilight to bring your awareness into that space, that liminal zone between waking and sleeping. So typically we just sort of fall asleep. We might be watching something, and we just turn it off and then pass out. But bringing your Awareness into that twilight phase where you're right before you're about to fall asleep, you might see the hypnagogic imagery, you might see flashes of light or flashes of images and stories, um, you might hear sounds. Um, just after that, if you can relax and you can uh, be that observer behind all the stuff, just after that is sleep paralysis. So if you can remain present during it and relax enough, you're going to basically put your body to sleep. Your body will just naturally, as it does every night, it'll fall asleep and then turn to sleep paralysis. But if you, that awareness behind it, stays aware, uh, that's a great way to, like you were saying, Brennan, to go into a wild, to go directly into a lucid dream without any lapse in consciousness. Because there's two ways to get lucid. You either get lucid from a dream you're already having, something, or, something weird happens, and it triggers your awareness, you do a reality check, uh, and you become lucid. Or you go directly in. you uh, Without any lapse in consciousness, you just put your body to sleep as you remain o- awake. Um, so I would suggest playing with Twilight. Um, play with it. You might only stay there for four minutes the first night. You might just pass out, and that's okay. The next night it might be five minutes. And then you're so close. As soon as you start feeling your body getting heavy, relax. The whole thing is just relaxing. Um, so play with Twilight is another good
0: advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, th- and that actually, um, again, uh, there's obviously like an infinite amount of things to talk about, and, and we will be talking about more of it in, in future classes as well. Um, it's interesting to play, because I was thinking about this before, and it wasn't an idea that I fully had um, <clears throat> too much, uh, and I think Oh, Jack had to leave. I wasn't sure. If, okay, so thanks. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if Jack had a point there. Okay, thanks, Jack, for, for stopping by. Um, I was just going to say, you know, like it's interesting because we notice this. Like sometimes if we fall asleep while watching a movie, we actually like dream of something similar to that movie or something like that. But then I was playing around with this. I'm like, I'm like what if we actually start intentionally like using that as a way to be able to create our dream. Like, what if I like want to have a dream about Star Wars, so I intentionally fall asleep while watching Star Wars? This is just a theoretical idea, and I'm just sort of playing around with it or something, but I encourage you guys to do it. You know, like, maybe if you have, like, a favorite anime, like, watch it and intentionally fall asleep while watching it and, and see, see what happens, you know? Like, again, with, with dreaming, it, I think what makes it so amazing is that you can approach it as your own personal science. Like you are your own experiment. You are your own scientist. Like your results are based on your own like into like what you put into the experiment. So change your variables, and and you'll be able to see what happens out of it. And I love the term esoteric science because like that actually like that's an actual term within like the sort of gnostic teachings, and that's actually referring to uh, the the practical ways as to how like one can actually become. Uh, more conscious within this state in the dream state and and that's where we get into like the actual uh, like it, it, again you know like if you were to say to a scientist lucid dreaming is real they would be like oh well I can't you know how do you prove it and you could actually say there, there, if you follow this method you'll be able to do it and they would say like you know like meditate do mindfulness practice cultivate your energy refrain from doing certain things and you will lucid dream sort of thing um, so again like the the science using the word science sort of refers to this idea that there literally are patterns that one can initiate within their own lifestyle that will activate the dreaming experience. Yet again, these patterns often require willpower, and not everyone has this willpower, but that in itself is like a threshold to sort of uh, see, like, do you want this? Like, do Because even, as Tom was saying, like, Dreaming is like, a, it's, it's a privilege, it's a gift, it's something miraculous and amazing and beautiful, and I'm sure other beings in the cosmos might not dream in the same way we do, and in some ways they may be envious for it. So when we recognize dreaming as a gift, we can sort of hold it with more value and sort of re- approach it with a degree of, of reverence or respect in some way. Um, at least those are just a couple of thoughts off the top of my head. I know uh, Ashley or Kyle, I think both of you guys have something to say, or maybe just Kyle not sure if Ashley did. Kyle, did you have something to say? Um, yeah, I've always got something to say, man. Did you, or Ashley? I'm sorry.
6: Does Ashley?
0: Ashley, did you have something to say? Maybe she didn't. Maybe. No. Your did your mind blow up there? <laughs> Ashley, you got your mic muted.
3: You oh.
4: Go ahead. I, I was just <laughs> taking it all in and. Okay. Just... <laughs> Thinking about that, we ha- basically with dreaming. I I love the idea of we're able to kind of you know we don't have to listen to what anyone else you know has in in mind, and we can just kind of. It's it's always good to like take other people's ideas, but you're like the creator, and you could you could um play around with different things to create your own experience, and someone else can play around with those so same things and create a. a- such a different experience from what, what you have, and it, and it's, you have endless possibilities, so, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, like, just inwardly reflecting on the fact that, for a while, man, I, mean, I recall it was very, very good, you know, or very detailed, or anything like that, probably, like the entirety of the past
0: Sir so Kyle, I'm having a hard time hearing what you're saying. I don't know if you want to just maybe oh. <clears throat> the mic. there we go. Just say that last little bit again.
6: You good now? Yeah,
0: that's better. Thanks.
6: Oh no, it's just been a while for me to recall my dreams. I don't really know why that is. For a while there, I just had a really hard time getting sleep. When I did, I would have really crazy dreams, and dreaming and sleeping for me became not a dream and it was just you know because it was just difficult to do. But, and, uh, I mean, recently, I just haven't really been able to recall my dreams very well, but very frequently, like, for many years, a lot of my dreams have revolved around aliens and alien craft and being in those craft and communicating with aliens beings, or other dimensional beings, and all up into like a, a plane of light and everything. It's um, been really crazy. Yeah, it's just been really, just really bizarre. There's just been like, for years, a reoccurring pattern of sort of like other dimensional beings. I think we could just be mistaking aliens for other dimensional beings, but anyway uh, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> but in a waking state meditation kind of like when I was in high school and I was in like science class that was it was all he was talking about all the stuff I already knew you know so like I would just sort of do my thing in the back like go and meditate and block everything out well me and this group of friends had this thing that we called shifting you know how odd and weird, you know for me to stumble upon the paradigm shift thing. thought that was really cool when I saw it. we did this thing that we call it shifting, which would be to go and meditate and we would meditate and activate like our crown and, and in and our stellar gateway, you know we didn't know what we were doing, but that's what we were doing and going to other worlds and being there and doing what we had to do there, whatever it was. It was just really weird, but it was our way of maybe just escaping where we were. When we meditated, and we went to these different places, we went there together, and we were all there together. When we came out of it, more often than not, we had the same experience. So we called ourselves like, you know, the Guardians or whatever, because it's just something that we could do, and we started doing it like, quite frequently, and. That's just all led up to them. Basically.
0: wow man yeah that's that's really interesting but that definitely go ahead
6: yeah it's just like the being awake and meditating and going into that space and kind of putting yourself in that, in that area and you know your friends doing it too and, and, and all being there. Is totally different than going to sleep and dream in that aspect. But it's very similar because you can sort of integrate that system while you're falling asleep and get yourself to be lucid. You know what I mean? And yeah. now that, I'm like, you know, I don't know, I'm like, yeah, it's just like another way to get lucid in there and, and control. So it's it's just all very similar to that meditation style of going in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that definitely um, is something I'm I'm interested in. And that's cool to hear that you've had that experience even when you guys are just, like, doing it just, like, for fun or just, like, intuitively without even having to be instructed on it. Like, the idea of, like, shared space within... Um, like uh, meditations related to using the imagination, because that's totally like where we're going with this project. And and yeah, literally, let's let's wrap this up so that we can finish with our, our meditation. We'll, we'll save some more stuff for next time. Um, and and I'll use that, kind of what Kyle was saying as a segue. Uh, to our, our closing meditation and also our intention behind our closing meditation. So for those of you who have been tuned into the past, there's this idea that we're working with. Um, I have the objective for the community for for the shared community to be able to collectively meet up within a particular space in the astral. And this space, um, again, you know, for people who have seen the promotion for this um, there's the main image uh, that's a promoted for, that I use for the promotion of this, and I'm just posting a link for this in the comments, so if you guys actually just want to like open up that link, you guys will see the image, and and the image is of like this single person kind of standing between two pillars on a checkerboard, and then in the distance there's a field and there's a tree, and then above the tree there's the Paradigm Shift Sigil, and the Paradigm Shift Sigil is something that has been a part of this project for years, even before it was created, and you know even from the future of it and it is something that is continuously being charged with the energy of the community and the intention of the project which is about shifting consciousness and creating a portal for us to use to um, evolve into more of who we are and open up potentials and so this visual reference um, which you guys can be looking at is a literal uh, stepping stone to the place that I, I, like i you know i may have been the like I, I envisioned it as an idea but but the idea is is that we can collectively envision this together and actually go to this place within the dream because when we talk about the dreams you know we talk about being able to create things with our mind and everything like that well what happens when we collectively create a place and and this is like a whole other topic in itself you know like are there actual places within the astral are there you know like temples and cities and, and things that have you know enough collective energy behind them that they actually have a substance to them that actually like allows it to become real. So what we're going to do within this closing meditation is that we're actually going to bring ourselves to this tree and we're going to focus on this tree, focus on this environment with as much detail as possible, going back into what Thomas was saying of the practice of practicing being able to focus on one thing at one time so that within our dream experiences, when you become lucid and when I become lucid, like again, like this is literally me my objective. When I become lucid, my objective is to go like this. It'll be like, okay, I'm lucid. Let's go to the tree. And then like getting to the tree is something that will take time. It will take practice. It will take willpower. It will take experience. It will take failing and learning and all of those parts of the process. But... Based on my studies, based on my understanding, based on my experience, I know that I can do this. I know that I can, you know, have a lucid dream and imagine a reality in which I am at this tree. So one of these days, like, I'm actually going to wake up from a dream and I'll be able to be like, holy shit, I was there. Like, this is no longer just a fabricated concept this actually happened i actually made it to the tree so in the very simplest way it's it's creating an objective for 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 myself personally and also a shared objective for the team for what happens when we collectively gather at this spot in the astral you know and and that's the idea is that like we can. This is a whole another topic, and we'll talk about it in the future dream class. the The concept of shared dreaming: can multiple people meet each other within the astral, and can they literally communicate and wake up and be like, "Dude, I saw you in the astral." And be like, "Dude, I know." And then be like, "This is what happened. This is what happened." And you know, have that correlating story and actually have it match up. Um, again all signs point to the possibilities of this being yes this is possible so so again what we're gonna do within this closing meditation is we're gonna um, focus on like walking into this field and visualizing this tree and just focusing on that this won't be a long meditation and then Having that uh, building that image within our mind, and not just for us here within this class, but for the people who are listening and for the people who are going to be listening to this in the future literally, hundreds of people who are going to be listening to this as more people begin to put their focus towards creating this construct based on uh, again as a theory. This actually like creates substance towards this thing becoming more real. And this tree, you can think of it as like a sacred space. It'll be like a sacred circle. It'll be a place for us to gather and for us to like celebrate around and to talk around, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll go into a closing meditation with that. But but does anybody have any thoughts on that? And and I just gotta say uh, we have a new player who has joined the game. I just want to give a shout out to Katerina who has joined and. Hey. Um, Hey, cat. Does your mic work?
9: Can you hear me? Okay.
0: Yes, we can hear you. That's awesome.
9: Ah, sweet. You have no idea how much trouble I was having trying to get this connected. So congratulations. <laughs>
0: cool. Um, um
9: am I catching this like sort of at the end because you're doing a? We're close.
0: Yeah, we're getting close okay. to to the end. Um, cool. but yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, guys, what what are your thoughts? Uh, you, or let me just ask Thomas, um, first, but and then anybody else. But Thomas, what what, what are your thoughts on like the the this this idea that I'm saying? Is is, is this Realistic, is this possible? Um, Any tips and tricks on how to achieve this sort of thing?
1: I've had a couple experiences with shared dreaming. So in my experience, and this is what I love about dreaming, is know through direct experience, you can't take my word for any of this, Um, so know for yourself through direct experience what is possible. Um, But creating shared landscapes in the astral with with enough intention and enough collective intention these places become uh, more solid. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's und- let's do it.
0: For sure. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So you heard it, boys. It's it's possible. So <laughs> again, like it's it's that's what that's what motivates me. The fact that like it's a simple idea, but it's possible. Therefore, it can be experienced. And I'm looking forward to being able to, like I said, have that lucid dream where I get there. Um, but yeah, did you guys have any other thoughts? And Katerina, Ashley, Kyle, did you guys have any any thoughts on that or? Or even just. I think I
9: caught the tail end of it. You were you were describing like the, the idea of being able to have shared dreams.
0: Being able to have shared dreams around uh, meeting up around this tree within uh, the astral. If you check the link in the comments, like mm-hmm. the the promo image that you've seen. So like yep. that's that's where we're going. That's what we're creating.
9: Mm-hmm. Um, Let me see. Oh. I
6: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you told, like, I, like I told you earlier
0: can you just hold your mic
6: <clears throat> oh yeah sorry um, Perfect. yeah I absolutely believe it's possible man like I said a little bit earlier man we used to do something very similar through meditation so I, I do believe it's very possible for this to uh, completely manifest mm-hmm. 100% yes
0: cool awesome Cool. Um, Yeah, like I said, we'll get into the meditation uh, in the next minute, but since Kat just joined, um, Kat, did you want to, is is there anything you feel called to share? I mean, we've talked a lot in this class. Yeah, I'm
9: sure. Um, Yeah, I think, I actually really believe it's entirely possible, and I don't have, like, the most in-depth experience of, of having a shared dream, but I've definitely had a handful of experiences in my past where... I've had a dream that was similar in a the theme with someone else. Like, there were similar undertones to it in, in at that point in time when that person was having that dream. So that, to me, is enough in itself uh, to prove that there's the potential of it actually turning into something that's, like, even more similar, and even more shared, and even more connected. So, mm. yeah, I believe that.
0: <laughs> word, word. Cool, cool. Um, Thomas, did you have something to add? You're leaning into the mic there. I'm not sure if that's...
1: Yeah, I just wanted to get something,
0: but talk amongst yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, Kat, just as we wait for Thomas to come back. Um, oh, Thomas has got his dream. Or I muted you by accident, Thomas. Oh no. <laughs> go ahead. This is a this is a really good book if you're interested in
1: um, uh, shared dreaming. This is by two. PhDs, but it's called Dream Telepathy, and it's all... It's probably backwards for you guys. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not That's good. Yeah. Um, so it's all from... Uh, school. It was in Brooklyn somewhere, but they did all these beautiful tests, and it's, it's a really scientific book, but uh, some of the later chapters, you could just even read about what they concluded, but the ability to influence people's dream content... Even just with your, uh, with your, with a focused intent, and the ability to share dreams. This is a scientific. It's not really well known book, so
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, would, I would check it out if you're interested
0: in that stuff. Cool, cool. And uh, speaking of books, um, definitely for anybody who's interested, uh, it was mentioned earlier, but Thomas himself is an author of a book which you can find at Amazon, and the uh, link is already included in the show notes on the main website. But it is a field guide to lucid dreaming uh or is that is that how, I, I don't do I pronounce that wrong it's
1: mastering the art of a, a but a you can say whatever you want
0: oneirotics yeah yeah so um, yeah did, I, I don't know did you want to plug your book real quick thomas for anybody interested or uh,
1: yeah it's a book it's um, for me i always wanted a book that was very accessible a lot of books out there are either really woo woo-y or really scientific um, and both are are, are great But I wanted a book that was very accessible and um, laid out in a very uh, easy to understand way. So uh, the book is a guide to lucid dreaming, a field guide to lucid dreaming. So it's almost as if you're going to this other country, but in this case you're going to this inner world. And it's all about how to navigate that inner realm um, and master that uh, domain.
0: So... Awesome. And so people can Google Thomas Peisel and that will show up or, uh, and it's T-H-O-M-A-S-P-E-I-S-E-L or look up field guide to lucid dreaming. And uh, yeah, you can find that on on Amazon as well. Um, And uh, also another website which Thomas is related to is uh, dreamlabs.io. That's correct, right? Yeah, cool. And there's and there's uh again there's some more videos on there and uh yeah, definitely stay tuned and and thanks again Thomas for for being here man. I I really appreciate you taking the time to share with the discussion here. Adding the value to it. So cool. Yeah, it's been you? fun. It's been fun. <laughs> cool. Well, uh definitely um yeah, well like I said there's a lot more to talk about. We'll save more for another class. Thank you so much everyone for listening to this. Let's uh let's get ready to to go into our meditation and um Just a quick plug before we do that, uh, reminding people to, uh, again, after this broadcast, there's our admin hangout on Thursday, but even more exciting is our full moon journey meditation coming up on this Sunday, which is the 22nd, I believe, um, of May. And so uh, this will kind of be like a taste of of what you'll experience with the journey meditation, but the journey meditation are really focused on uh, using our imagination. So you can think of it less of like a meditation in a traditional sense and more of like a, a, a waking dream is kind of the best way I can describe it. So it's using the power of storytelling and imagination to really allow you to get into some rich experiences and explore yourself and all sorts of cool stuff. So definitely tune into that. So again, that's Sunday at 9 p.m. We'll be going live for Paradigm Shift Radio, episode 134. And that's the Full Moon Global Meditation. So tell tell your friends. Cool. All right. Um, let me just double-check before we get into our meditation. Did anybody else have any uh, just... Anything they want to share, comments or anything, I think we're okay to move into it. Okay, perfect. All right guys. So again, you know, for, for people listening to this, feels please feel free to join in. We'll we'll keep this short. This won't be a long meditation. I just kinda want to give you a a brief run through in this. But again, you know, as we're doing this meditation we're also putting our shared intention and uh, focused imagination towards adding substance to the creation of this uh, shared space within the astral. So again, it's a all it's very simple it's an open field with a tree in the middle the tree can be however magical you want it to be and with the paradigm shift sigil floating over top of it which may be there may not be there might be partially invisible it is there if it's if you don't see it, it is just invisible but it's still there um and so again that paradigm shift sigil kinda looks like a compass in, in a very simple way but you can look at that sigil and begin to sort of remember what that looks like and use that we'll get into this more but use that as a portal uh, within traveling within the astral realms and and that sigil will be involved with more of the ongoing uh, process of this project as well so so let's all get nice and comfortable and begin this meditation practice so I invite you guys everyone in the hangout here to just relax yourself and everyone listening to this to just find a place where you'll be able to maintain a degree of stillness Understanding that as we find that place of stillness and prevent ourselves from fidgeting, it allows our mind to keep the focus on strengthening the integrity of our imagination and of our focus. So just before we even begin focusing on the breath, just relax the shoulders. Just move the shoulders up and down if you need to, release any tension. Straighten up the spine, imagine someone pulling like a string from the top of your head and just straighten up the spine, just an extra half inch, good. And then from here, we'll begin simply by connecting to our breath. So gentle inhales, gentle exhales. Again, just continue to focus on the breath,
8: inhales,
0: exhales. With each exhale, just allowing yourself to become more relaxed, allowing the breath to guide you into the space within you. So again, inhales
8: and exhales,
0: finding the rhythm of a breath, like the ocean rolling up against the beach, the sand, the inhale meets the exhale, and the exhale meets the inhale.
8: One seamless movement, an infinity
0: loop in itself. And so as we continue to have our focus on our breath, allow that to relax you into this place of deeper focus. And then from here, we'll begin to bring our imagination to the forefront of our minds. And so imagine yourself in a field... And off in the distance <clears throat> excuse me, and off in the distance, it's a rich field with lush green grass. And off in the distance you can see the tree. And even here, let's bring awareness to our sensations. So you can feel the air, the cool air on you. Even reaching down, you can feel the grass grazing the tips of your fingers. You can feel the texture underneath your feet, the dirt, being barefoot. And even acknowledge what the sky looks like.
8: Not just a normal sky, more celestial, magical, clouds-colored purples and blues. and So using the breath,
0: allow your focus to move towards the tree off in the distance and simply by looking at it, allow yourself to direct your focus towards it while also becoming aware of the energy of the tree. Perhaps even in this moment, becoming aware of your own heartbeat and correlating your own heartbeat
8: to the heartbeat of the tree. Seeing
0: the tree as more than just a tree, but a symbol for us, a symbol for our interconnectedness. And so from here, let's slowly begin to walk towards the tree, with it still far off in the distance.
8: Begin observing what the tree looks like. Begin creating it within your minds. And within your imagination,
0: also just being aware and looking towards the paradigm shift sigil magically floating above the tree with an energy of its own like a beacon, a portal though floating above the tree still intricately connected to it as well and so let's allow ourselves to get close enough to the tree and when we're ready we'll be close enough to actually make contact make contact with the tree and so standing in front
8: of the tree right now just take another breath
0: and be aware of this environment look around see the fine details of it the grass the strength of the trunk the subtle sound of the leaves on the tree rustling in the cool wind.
8: And even with us in
0: this space right now, instead of just imagining all of us being there at once, instead visualize single points of light slowly emerging from all directions, gathering around the tree. Each of those lights is another dreamer. Each of those lights is us. And so knowing that we'll only be here for a moment, let us take a moment here to connect with the tree. So when you're ready, gently
8: walk towards it and take your open palm and place it against the trunk. Feel the texture of the wood. Allow yourself to connect to this tree while also sharing with it your intention. The intention of it being a portal, a heartbeat, a beacon. Feeling it, it feeling you. Whisper to it thoughts of gratitude. And take a moment here to simply connect with it how you choose. Again using your imagination to familiarize yourself with this space as magical as it is it's also simple and its simplicity is what makes it magical
0: so just take a few breaths here Move your internal vision around, look up at the tree, connect with it, remember where you are with the intention of returning to this place within the dream. Familiarize yourself with it. Add your visualization, your intention, your focus to the collective manifestation of this space, knowing that it is already real and our shared thoughts crystallize it into form. So if you want to, even imagining yourself just sitting down in front of the tree and going into a meditation within your meditation, and just connect with a few simple breaths here before we conclude. So just take a few breaths here on your own without me talking. Connect with yourself, with the tree, with your focus on this one moment
8: right now. Few more breaths.
0: so allowing your breath to continue to flow within your imagination gently stand back up look around see the other points of light recognizing them as the other dreamers both in the present and in the future who will gather around this place who will gather around this moment and we will find each other here, share conversations here, share in meditation,
8: share in healing, share in visioning.
0: And walk up to the tree again. And you can put one hand on it or two hands on it. Even give it a hug if you choose within your own free will. And as you are connected with this tree again, become aware of its texture, of its realness. And while still touching it, we'll slowly begin to bring ourselves out of this meditation, reminding ourselves that this is a space that we can return to within our dreams, together. So with the texture of the tree still connected to your imagination and your focus, feel it in your hands, Feel its strength, its calmness,
8: its heartbeat. Continue to breathe. And slowly transition
0: your awareness gently into your body while still maintaining the focus in the back of your mind on the realness of the tree.
8: So as we allow ourselves to be in two worlds at once. And with a few more breaths,
0: gently, you can begin to bring your awareness back to your physical body. And slowly wiggle your toes and your fingers Become aware of the chair or the ground underneath you. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes and return
8: your awareness to the space around you. And as you do, encode this memory. Remind yourself of what it
0: felt like, what it feels like, a flavor to it. Create that space for it within your memory, within your mind,
8: and within your future with gratitude. Uh. Uh-huh. So let's take a
0: moment here as we gently allow ourselves to come back. <clears throat> no rush and thank you again guys for taking part in this thank you again to everyone listening to this in the future for being a part of this it's a very exciting frontier that we are moving towards that we are on that we are embarking upon this shared journey so cool i'll just uh, open up the microphone uh if you guys had any thoughts or feedback on that meditation i mean it was kind of you know on the, on the go, on the fly, and stuff like that, but, you know, it's something I'd like to return to and continue to <clears throat> make better, improve upon, things like that. Um, any feedback, if you guys have some, please feel free to share. I think Ashley had her mic open.
4: It may be that I'm also a little bit tired and, you know, staying up late. <laughs> that <laughs> may contribute, but I did feel... I did feel like I could work on a lot of the visualization and... For me, I feel like it's easier to visualize other people than it is to visualize my own self sometimes
8: mm.
4: but it I felt the energy and it was very a um, little bit overwhelming I was a bit dizzy at first mm. and I guess I just have to get used to opening up to that place and it may vary with like when I do it and like what time and yeah, and the place, and, like, it was very interesting. Um, I, I did feel a lot of the energy, and, um, yeah, it, it was a lot. And, like, I did visualize you guys, like, landing, and I saw, like, you guys, like, landing, actually, like, I saw it on, like, the checkerboard. Mm. And then I, I felt the extreme amount of energy, I saw like everyone gathered around the tree and then I started feeling that extreme energy Mm -hmm. and then I felt like there was a light around everyone and then I just saw the individual light and everyone kinda like disappear and I just saw light like pieces of light around. It was very interesting.
0: Wow. Oh, thanks for sharing, Ashley. That's good information to to gather as well. So thanks for sharing. And yeah, and I mean, like for me, that's an important reminder of just like, again, you know, I know what my experience is like, but I understand that other people have different relationship with energies and, and meditation can be a very different thing for different people. And, and yeah, and just like being able to be mindful of that and like using like techniques for keeping people like grounded and, and you're right, like maybe sometimes the energy can feel overwhelming and, and that's like something we're still sort of learning together is like how to breathe through that and things. So I mean yeah, like I'm I'm learning alongside with you guys. But no that's that's good that's good feedback. Um any other thoughts and comments on that and again, you know, like how to make it better, how to how to work towards it, what what worked for that. Anything that you guys wanna share? Um Kyle, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, man, that
6: was that was really cool, man. I was there. I saw it. Was I was nice. there, man. I was there. <laughs> I, I saw it, man. <laughs> no, that was cool. Okay, was very cool. That uh, yeah. Cool. Building a place like that together, is like a fun yeah. place it is. <clears throat> It's very, it's very, it's just a very, very fun experience. That's fantastic, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool cool well, thanks man thanks for <laughs> adding your focus to it building
6: absolutely man like a project like that isn't you know too difficult for me because like in the past I've done it before yeah. with my buddies you know. that's what we used to do like sit there and try and focus just like we did but never on a scale like this where you guys are all in different places of the world so mm-hmm. it's just really interesting and fun to do it yeah, you know, that way. For sure. And because it's just been years, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> cool, cool, awesome, man. I'm happy you're here with us. So thanks, Kyle. Absolutely. Cool. Um, cool. Okay, so uh, Kyle or sorry, uh, Thomas or Cat, uh, did you guys um, any thoughts or comments based on that? Or Cat?
9: Yeah, I really liked it. um Initially, I was trying to visualize the image, or the truth in the image that you had, um, but then my mind kept going back to this this huge willow tree that used to be in this park, or probably still is in this park um, near my old neighborhood as a kid. So I just decided if it keeps coming up, I'm going to go with it. And what I was attempting to do um, was I was studying it with my eyes in the dream, but also trying to close my eyes within the dream as well, like through my mind's eye to, to see like what the texture was like by closing my eyes, and not necessarily feeling it with my hands, but just feeling it sort of on a... I don't know how to describe it, on a different level where I didn't have to actually touch it, but just imagining it. And it was kind of cool because it took on these other layers. Um, and then I eventually um, got to the point where... So, yeah, I was touching the tree. I was... Um, Feeling the branches and the leaves, and they were dancing in the wind. So every now and then, they would just like gracefully um, touch my skin. And then eventually, uh, what ended up happening was, as soon as you mentioned like all of us being there, you guys just kind of like dropped down. It was just like a stream of energy, and then it just like dropped down. And I, I saw all of you. Or I envisioned all of you. And then after that point, um, the tree sort of took in your essences, and then. You guys each individually turn into like these little glowing pearls of energy, and then you disappeared. And, and then, yeah, and that was like the most vibrant part of it that I remember.
6: So very really cool. cool. I appreciate that. Cool.
9: <laughs> Thank
6: you, guys. Cool. Yeah, I had a very similar experience to that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome.
6: Cool. Absolutely. The cool. awesome.
0: uh, is is Thomas here? Thomas, are you there? thing think he might have stepped away for a second, quite possibly. He might he might still be.
6: He might still be there. Oh. Yeah, the Yeah.
1: No, my I uh I gotta head to bed. But uh, I only thing with that I I I loved it if you could just activate all five senses while there. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's an exercise again in, in Can you can you activate all the senses? Um, but I'm about to head to bed. Yes. Yeah, I could just say one last word about how awesome it is that you're going to go to sleep right now. <laughs> Every single one of us is going to go do that. Um, yeah, we're probably. Let's, like, let's get curious and uh, begin <laughs> looking. Look
6: tonight, because you're going to dream like right now. So, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I had a very similar feeling on that as well.
0: Yeah. And that's that's what we're aiming for. So I mean who knows tonight could be the night. Maybe I'll get to the tree tonight. But, uh, yeah, we're just about to wrap this up. If Thomas, you're okay waiting for one second. I think Ashley just had a Ashley, you just wanted to say something as well?
4: You know Yeah, I'll I'll say something. Um I, I just think it's like a great experience and it's I, I'm always interested to see like different people's perspectives on different things and I like to like like, you know, of course I can't envision it exactly like they do, but I love to hear um people what they envision so I can envision it in my own way. Yeah. And it's 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 very interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then our visions kind of add on to each other's visions. Yeah. Yeah, it's very very dynamic. <laughs> Create cool. A whole new world. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, a so a whole new world. So,
9: New world
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, guys. Yeah. So, um, we'll get some more singing in on future broadcasts for sure. So uh, let's <laughs> let's officially wrap this up, and uh, yeah, just as as we. Finally moving to the final stages of this, just giving a huge thank to everybody who has been tuned into this wherever you are and whenever you are. Please share the show with your friends. That's a huge way to help with the shift. And of course, being able to remind you guys that a big way to be able to help with the project and the ongoing broadcast is to be able to help support the team crowdfunding through the Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Brendan And you can also go to paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash donate. And right now, we're asking people to sign up for as minimum as $3. a month and with that yeah. you as many shift buttons as you want and it helps support the ongoing broadcast so that we can continue to produce free conscious media for the entire community to be able to enjoy and uh, grow alongside with. So thank you to all our supporters and we are currently at about 450 working towards our milestone, our next milestone of 500 and we're aiming to reach that by the end of May. So yeah, big things coming out of the crowdfunding so huge, huge support. So I mean, yeah, the crowdfunding allows like all sorts of cool stuff and it allows me to continue to work full-time on this as a director so much thanks and appreciation for co-creating this bigger dream and, and that's really what it's about this is you know years down the road there's there's still some very exciting stuff that we are just getting ready for today so with that said guys let's uh, officially wrap this up and uh, again you know I'm looking forward to being able to see you guys in the dream space and sharing and learning more about your dreams so uh, again, thank you so much, everyone. Sign up on the main website, paradigmsessential.com. You can find the links for everyone in the show notes for this. And, uh, guys, let's let's do it together. Let's officially say farewell to the internets as we finish this broadcast. So thank you so much to the internet. so, internets. So good night, internets. Lucid.
3: Good
0: night. Good
8: Dream night. Lucid.
0: <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and keep it shifty. This is Brandon, a.k.a. Skull Babylon. Find me on YouTube. I'll see you guys in the future. Until next time, peace. One love.